Bob Marley ending. Johnny Bell can't hear it, but I can hear it. Oh, I can hear it. Can you hear it? No. Oh, yeah. Through, your, through your spirit. Oh, good, good. Yes. Uh, yeah, man, I was just playing my theme music, but I, I pre-recorded it so I could talk over it. Oh, that's good. And sing over it and shit. That's, a, that's I got, sort of like a real podcast, like a professional it's setup. Not, yeah, well, it's just like a guy with garage band, really, if you think about it. Right, and an ambient mic in a green room. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're at the green room of the Tampa Improv here with Johnny Bell, everybody. Hello. Comedian here, uh, local? Yeah, I am. Yep, in Tampa. I thought so. Yes. Because like, uh, every time I'm here, it seems you're here or Sloan, one of you two. Because um, me and Sloan are the go-to urban openers, and nice. you seem to be the go-to urban feature. Yeah. Yeah, so you know how it works. Um. I like it, because I, I actually, I really like black audiences. I do, And too. I think you do, too. Yeah, I noticed that. Love like them. You, you really have fun up there with it. Yep. A lot of guys, um, a lot of guys can't do it. Well, they, they can't handle the pressure of it, because... If you're not, if you don't do a good job, they, they'll tell you. Yeah, yeah you, you're fucked. Like they will get you. So I like that. It's, it's like bungee jumping. You know, it's like it all is. right, I got to go up there and fucking rock. I don't have a choice. I can't be mediocre tonight because they will, they will Apollo my ass. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, but uh, they're, they're, I, but when you're funny, they're the best audiences in the world. Exactly. If you're funny. It's a payoff, man. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I don't like an uptight right wing crowd. I just, yeah, I couldn't see you doing well there. I the worst sets I've ever had in my life is when I'm on the road and I end up in some small little pokey town where everybody's just like, oh, I can't believe he said that. You know, just, right, right. Because a lot like your comedy, I say shit and it's gonna catch you. Like, whoa, whoa what did he just say? You're like, oh, you can't say that. You know, like, yeah, I am. I just did it again. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I need a I need a loose, laid back. No, don't give a shit kind of crowds. So. Yeah, me too. I, I, I actually, I, I grew up doing black audiences because uh, I grew up in Columbus and the Funny Bone wasn't playing me. Right. And I had to go down to this club on 5th and Joyce that was just like, it was tough, man. It right. Was, it was a rough room, but it was fun. And I, and I, you can't get a tougher room to ch uh, cut your teeth in. You're going to be strong when you do rooms like that. Right. It, it's it's like training camp, you know, like yeah. for, for a football player. It's like, if you can make it through this month, then you get to play real football. Like, right. So when you're, an, when you're a beginning comic, it's better to just play the roughest room you can. Like, I think it is. Because then you're just like, you're like concrete, man. You're like, all right, let's, you, what are you going to throw at me now? What are you going to actually stab me? Okay, that's right. you. I've but, had guys threaten to stab me. Yeah, like my first headline I ever had, I was on the road. And um, the club, I was at this little crappy little club. I was like somewhere in South Florida. I don't even remember the name of the town. But uh, I was featuring. Well, the headliner just didn't show up like the first night. So they go, oh, wow. They go, you want a headline? I'm like, yeah. What they didn't tell me was I was the only white person in this whole town. Oh, yeah. And then the feature that they put in my place wasn't a feature. He was a poet. And his poetry was all predicated on Kill Whitey. So, awesome. Yeah, so he got up there for like 20 minutes and just talked about how Jesus was black and that all white people must die. I mean, with some good flow, mind you. Uh, oh, yeah. He, I was impressed by his lyrics, but scared. I got up, and for 45 minutes, I got crickets and like just death stares. Like, it was the worst, man. Wow. Yeah. Like, my closer was actually me threatening the booker from the stage. I'm like, yeah, that's. I guess I'm fighting when I get off the stage. Oh, like, geez. I guess I'm gonna have to fight this man because this is 
Hello. Yeah, it was bad, dude. Wow. Yeah, but it, it was like a good learning, you know, tool. That guy might have needed to fucking relax about life a little bit. No, yeah, it was. But you know, you don't put like a fat white dude up after a militant poet like to just. Ooh. And they were like all snapping like into a shit. Oh and, shit! Oh yeah, they were like, yeah, say it, brother. And I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm in the back of the room, just going, this is, there's no. How way. much did it pay? Or I, I can't ask you that, can I? I don't care. It was, it was like a hundred bucks back See, then. See, I would have gone. Look, is yeah. this really worth a hundred? Fuck these people. Well, at the time, it was like when you're new. And you're like, well, I'm getting my first headline. Like, yeah. This is going to be great. Like, That's true. When I was hungry, I probably would have been like, I'm going to get them on my side. Exactly. Yeah. And, and also, when you're uh, when you're that new, too, you think you're better than you really are. Right. Like, I now, still think I'm better than I actually am. Yeah, but we also have a... I'm sure you have a level of hate. Like, like you hate yourself a little bit, too. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter how... Like, the set I, I mean, had, I hate the old me. I don't hate me now, but I hate how I was when I was a heavy drinker, sure. Right. Like, or me last night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wow. I had an Anorino night. Did you? Oh, dude. You had an Anorino night. I did. I did. That's the greatest. I did. I, uh... When oh, I, you said I had an Interino night. Oh, yeah. wow. When well, I uh, when I left here, I went to a. I ended up in a like a pub, a karaoke bar, um, probably twenty miles from here, and real rednicky place. Uh, some friends of mine were like, "Hey, come to this place. They're having a karaoke contest." Well, right. I, I sang before I was a comedian, so I go, "Yeah, I'll pop in, have some beers." I end up doing shots and more shots. Before I know it, I'm like in the finals of this karaoke. Nice. In, I was in round four. And I didn't even know what I was singing. All I knew is I was up against this like 400-pound lesbian that looked like Ralphie Mae. Oh, wow. So I kept calling her Ralphie Gay, and she didn't like that. No, dude. Yeah, that's not cool at all. It was No, she knew I was a comedian by that point. Like We were cool. Like I ended up doing shots with Ralphie Gay. And, uh, <laughs> It was, it was funny. Like I kept telling her, I can't beat you, because she looked like Ralphie Mae, but she sang like Whitney Houston. It was so weird. And so who won? I, she she beat me. Oh, I, what a bitch! I know I got second, man. It's horrible. But you know what? Like, the, my friends were like, "Man, I, I've never seen you lose at anything." I'm like, "Well, like Rafi Gay, she may never get a chance to win at anything." This is her moment to shine. Right. I just won Tampa Bay's Got Talent a month ago. Oh, congratulations! Huge. Yeah, I won my own radio show locally. So nice. FM. Excellent. So, uh, I got to meet with the GMs well, next week. That's cool. Tell yeah. us about you now. You you have you broadcast. Yourself, so yeah, I have you, a podcast, right? What's the name of your podcast? Tell us about it. It's uh, the JB Show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can find it on uh, thejohnnybshow.com or awesome. our iTunes, our Stitcher, any of that. But it's uh, it's basically comedians and just uh, comedy format. Like we do current events. I, awesome. I usually rant on something. <laughs> you know, that's my style. Something will aggravate me, and I'll just go off about it. So, you know, it's kind of like that. So it's it's we do a lot of. Uh, Local references, you know. So. That's cool, man. Yeah, but so it's you're, fun. You, you try to keep it uh, your audience to the local Tampa area, then. Well, or? in Florida, but, yeah. but but we branch out all over. But we have sure. a big local following, so that's good, man. That's a strong foundation. Yeah. I have well over seventeen listeners. That is awesome. Yeah, dude. And it's a travel cast, so they're all over the place. The, yeah, there's like one in Utah, two in Florida. I know the guy in Utah. Yeah, he's he's cool. He, yeah. He might die soon, so I'm about to have like 16, but you that know, sucks. he's not doing so well from what I understand. That sucks. But whatever. Not, not that he's dying, that he lives in Utah. Yeah, no, he, he's happy he's dying because he lives in Utah. Right, he's right. Like, he was waiting for he it. He don't he's have like, cancer, he's actually committing suicide yeah, next just, week. He's got the date circled on his calendar. <laughs> he's ready to go, man. Right. But I see one more mountain, the shit's going down. <laughs> there, yeah. there ain't shit in Utah. Yeah, I know, I've been there. It's... Now, do you have a travel story? 
Um, God, I got a ton of them, man. We're comics. Uh, yeah, give me like your, your your funniest, most interesting, some kind of. Okay, uh, I was talking about this one the other day with a buddy of mine. I um, and I don't know if I mentioned this to you. We were talking about drinking Killians, mm-hmm. and I stopped drinking Killians uh, because of a town called St. Mary's, Georgia. I did a uh, I did a real shitty gig there. It was a real shitty little circuit. That's when I first started. I was featuring, and uh, I drank so much Killians that I woke up in my hotel room. With the biggest, hairiest female, probably in Georgia. Oh no! And, and it was so bad where I woke up and I looked over and I just started laughing. Like oh, no, I was laughing, dude. like I was watching uh, Eddie Murphy's Delirious for the first time. Like I was just rolling. <laughs> and then she turned over and she's like, "What's so funny?" And I go, "Nothing really." And then her next line is like embedded in my brain. She said, uh, "Are you gonna take me to Huddle House?" Oh no! I didn't even know what a Huddle House was. But I figured it out. It's like a generic Waffle House. You thought it was a place where her and her friends were going to huddle around? I thought it was like a football thing or something. Right. Like, like, like Maybe she was a left tackle for Georgia Tech or something. I she know. was that bad? You're not exaggerating? She was she, big, dude. you got to be exaggerating a little bit. No, no, no. She had to weigh four bills plus. She was giant. How much Killians did you drink? All of it, apparently. Like, I was so fucked up. Like, Yeah, I've done shit like that. I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so, and then she made me drive her I home. Drank, that was called Saturday. Right. Waking right, up right. with an ugly chick. That's that's why. If you hear some strange noises in the background, ladies and gentlemen, Harry Spears is like right behind a thin wall behind us in a door. Yes. Uh, and he's killing. That's why there's like a lot of loud noises. Hopefully the mic isn't picking it up, but. That's what he does. And there's he like people is punching a, the wall. They're, so, they're having so much fun, they're punching things. Dude, yeah. Ari Spears is a funny motherfucker. I he mean, is. I see a lot of comics. I've been doing this a long time. The guy's a killer. <clears throat> I got on YouTube today. He's got a page on YouTube called Ari Spears 23, Ari Spears 23, where he does these prank phone calls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit's hilarious, man. Yeah, he's a killer, dude, period. Yeah. Like, there's a few guys in the game that just murder every time they step on the stage. He's one of them. He's sure. A, he's definitely in an elite group. Yeah, like, I think if so. If there was a comedy all-star team, he would definitely be like the point guard or some shit like that. So. Yeah, he's or maybe solid. a forward. He's gained some weight, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, he's funny, dude. Like you can't you can't say shit about him. Like, no, you could probably break down any like known comic and say, well, this part of his game isn't all that good, but he's just good, man. No, he's he's all he's all around solid. He uh, is nice enough. To, this is like my third week. He's let me open for him. So he let you? Like he he brought you? He didn't bring me, but he didn't kick me off, and he has other people. So I <laughs> right, feel like right. I'm really lucky that I haven't pissed him off. In my drinking days, I wouldn't have made it past week one. Yeah. I guarantee it. He would have been like, this motherfucker needs to get the fuck away from me. Right, right, right. <clears throat> but I feel like I'm a... I, dude, I, I'm really a different guy since I quit drinking. No, I, I noticed the last <clears throat> time I worked with you, you were a little bit... Like, you had more hair. It was messy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, you, you, you look cleaner now. You look like you're more alert. I am. I'm more present and... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's it's weird. It really like uh, the the bottle just completely took me over. It was really just running my life. You know? It does. It does. It, it it's the killer. Like it murders like a lot of careers in comedy, man. You got the problem is most of us are a little loony. You know, like I, like I don't know if you share the opinion, but I think to be a real artist, you can't be completely right. Like I think that's right. We're wired differently. You know what I mean? And that goes for musicians or, or anybody. Uh, it, you're not gonna meet a really funny comic that's just like a normal dude. Like, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I went to, you know, I graduated from MIT. You know, I have four kids, a wife. She's totally down with my comedy. I, right. I travel on the Usually weekend. I, I, I read the Wall Street Journal, and I, uh, I tell some jokes. No, no. No, the funny guys are like really fucked up. I have no venereal diseases. Right. Uh, no, that don't happen. 
Yeah, we're fucked up. We're fucked up people. Right. So, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of working the road because when you get your shit straight, now, you know, you go to a new town, now you're this Jake, not Jake from a year ago. Right? Yeah, that's right. I have burned a lot less bridges now. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's funny because, like, when I first quit drinking and I would get on stage, I, I, like, for the first two or three months, I was eating it. I couldn't get the time right. I'd either go short or go long. I right. wasn't really, I, I wasn't eating it, but I wasn't hitting like I like I am now. Right. So I took some time off, and I didn't do comedy for a while, and I kind of just uh, just got away from it for a minute, and then came back and, and felt energized. And now I feel like I'm a better comic than I was when I was drinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you have your your wits about yourself, mm. um, and I noticed that too. Like I used to. I used to think it was cool to get drunk before I went on stage. That's what I did, yeah. Yeah, because that, oh, now I'm the party guy. Right. But I was doing that too. Like, I would get my, my set list all jambled up in my head. And just like the little tiny nuances, like like uh, your timing, like on a punch or a tag, it could be a half a second different and mean everything. Like, right. people don't get that what we do is like, there's like a, a real technique, you know? It's not That's just. That's right. I mean, it's like planning out, you know, like a coach would plan out a football game plan. In our head, like, everything we do matters. Everything from facial, uh, uh, you know, like, your little ticks you do or anything. Like, everything. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like I think you're right. Taglines. I forgot taglines, like, every set when I was drinking a lot. So, yeah. So now, no drinking before my sets. I'll have a couple of drinks after. And in mm. a rare case, like last night, where I, I, uh, I got drunk with Ralphie Gay. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's not only insulting to her, but it's insulting to Ralphie. I know, and Ralphie's my friend, and I, <laughs> I tweeted it last night, and I said, hey, the, I'm in the finals against a chick that looks like my buddy Ralphie, man, I tagged him in the tweet, and he didn't respond, he's probably like... Yeah, he probably thinks you're an asshole Yeah, he's that. like, this fat motherfucker right here! <laughs> yeah, so I, my bad, but yeah. she looked just like him, like exactly like him. Well, are you saying Ralphie May looks like a lesbian? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am saying he says that. Like he, he opens with that. Like does know, he? Like I know y'all thought I was Chaz Bono when I come up this. Oh no! Because he does look like Chaz Bono now. That Poor Chaz Ralphie. Now, he's awesome. I I've known him for years, but you know I don't think Ralphie was ever too uh, like like I I knew him way back. Right. And uh, he's always been a killer. Like even yep. even just starting out, he was fucking automatically better than a lot of guys. Right. It's it's neat, mm-hmm. and uh, I never really got to know him that well. But uh, but we know of each other, and, and he's been cool with me. But yeah, he's definitely very funny. Yeah, I got lucky. I uh, I won a local contest a couple years ago, and um, and got to open for him on a cruise, a week long cruise. Got a cruise paid oh, wow. for and all that. While we were on the cruise, he ended up getting really bad pneumonia. Almost died. Had, oh like, wow! Blood clots in his lungs and. They had to like airlift him when we went into port and all that. So he got stranded in, in Florida because he couldn't fly um, for like six weeks after you have a blood clot. So, you know, he texted me, you know, like, hey, man, you want to you wanna open for me? I'm booking a bunch of gigs, you know, because that's the, the font that he texted me in. No, he, uh, he, uh, so he hired me to like open for him. He was just booking all these crazy one nighters and selling them out like Tuesday nights up here at the improv. Nice. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, he did a Tuesday? Sold out like nothing. You know, and then, sure. And if you, uh, as a feature or an opener for like a Ralphie May sellout, it's like nothing like that kind of crowd. Like you can't do bad. Like you can almost not fail. So that was fun. Great so I, crowd. So. so I got to know him, like you know, through all that. And his wife, you know, Lana. She's like I have not met her. She seems very nice, super and, nice, and, and lovely woman. Oh, she's beautiful. 
but like just a good person. Yeah. Funny. Like her comedy's funny. She's a comic, so. Well, I mean, yeah, I could I could see. That's interesting. Two comics get getting married. And she does the guitar thing, and you know, guitar comics are really awesome. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I could tell. I have a guitar in my in my studio at home. Do you? And I have not played it yet. Like I bought it. And I'm what like, kind? Oh, what the hell is it? I think it's a Gibson. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I bought it off a friend. I'm like, I'm gonna learn to play this thing, and I just, I gotta get somebody to teach me how to play it. Like, I'm not good. Oh, it's not. I mean, if you. You get out of it what you put into it. If you, if right. you play it an hour a day, you're gonna get good. I know. One of my best friends is like a like a world renowned like guitarist. Well, get that like, motherfucker to help you. Then. I know, but he's he owns like a, a a company where he makes like mic preamps. It's like the number one selling mic preamp in the world, and like so he's just always busy. Like I call him, he's like, I gotta go, uh, you know. But then he'll call me and talk football when he when he wants to, you know. But you know, I'm not. So it's all about him. I'm not hurt. No, he's just he's successful, and I'm me. So. Oh. No, we used to be poor together and playing a band together, and now he, uh, I was a front man. I didn't play, you know, I played a little bit of bass, but uh, now he's like a millionaire, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm opening for you and uh, Aaron Spears tonight, so that's where we're at. What a fun week, and what a beautiful club. I love this place, dude. That's why people, like, I headline small rooms. I've been doing it 13, 14 years, but this is my home club. You know, I I started the place uh, when it opened, and people are like, wow, you're, you're hosting? I'm like, all right, number one, it's the Tampa Improv. It's the top ten club in the country. Easy. Easy. So it's an honor to be here. Number two, it's ten minutes from my house. Uh, and number three, uh, they feed me. I mean, that's, uh, no, it's it's like I always work with great people, man. You know, like, it's not like I'm opening for shit. I'm opening no, for they really have, great acts. That's right. They do have to get the best acts in the world, the improv comedy chain. Yeah. Everyone so. you go to, you're going to get somebody you've seen on TV, most likely, if not somebody who's going to be on TV one day. Right, exactly. And I've met so many great people, like yourself, but I've met, like, really great comics, and it's like, you, you, the shit you learn, and, and, uh, and you know, because, I mean, it's it's invaluable. You can't, I would I would do it for free, and they pay me. It's so stupid, so. Yeah, don't tell them that, because they'll no. be like, okay, we won't pay you. It's true, they would. No. But, they, but I, I never turn a gig down, too, so, you know, it's always good. I'm never that guy. They call me, hey, can you be here tomorrow? Yep. Yeah, I'm I, not, I, I... I'm not booked, yeah, I'm there. Me, too. Matter of fact, my football team, I coach youth football. Is that, is that a knock on the door? No. I'm coaching youth football. They're playing right now. Right now. How are you coaching? I'm here. I booked this gig. They, Who you got co- pinch, pinch hitting for you? I, uh, I'm a, I have two other defensive coaches. I coach a defense, so... Um, it's our, our spring football league, and they switched the schedule like four days ago. They're like, oh, we're not playing on Saturday afternoon. We're playing Friday night. And I'm like, I'm already booked. I can't be there. And they're like, God, nothing we could do. So oh, it just fuck. killed me to not to be there, you know, because I'm like, I'm the uh, the motivational coach, you know, the one that gets them all hyped up and shit. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm like the Ray Lewis coach without murder. You know, I get them all like, yeah, yeah. You know, we got this whole philosophy of uh, murder defense. We hit, we swarm, you know, so... You know, I'll yell out, we hit, and the whole team goes, we swarm. It's, like, so cool. That is cool. Yeah, so we won a national championship in December. Nice. We beat a team from Chicago that hadn't lost in four years, so. No I'm not, shit. I'm not bragging, but I'm, you know. I'd brag. That's awesome. My kid, he's, uh, he won, he made the national all-star team. What position does your kid play? He plays a, a left tackle on offense, and he plays nose tackle on defense. Oh, wow. But he's rated, like, top 25 seventh graders like in the country at, at that's his, amazing at his position i know it's stupid that's sweet i already got high schools in tampa calling me he's in seventh grade it's retarded you should already have papers made up what percentage of his income goes dude he is my you. 401k plan because i don't have one he, i think he would be yeah I've, I've already worked it out with him i'm getting the signing bonus so yeah but i was talking to a high school coach the other day and he said like the coolest shit he said uh 
it's not a question of if your son will play college ball. At this point, it's a question of where he wants to play college ball. I'm like, dude, he's 12, but he's just that good. Like, These really guys must be able. They they know, you know, they see it. Oh yeah, they, well, Tampa's a really big town for you know for high school recruits. So. Florida in general yeah. is just you know, uh, so just they eat football up. Yeah, if you, you know? go back to your hometown. Uh, a lot of those, those kids playing up in Ohio State and stuff, they're from Florida. Damn so. right. And there's going to be more because we got Coach Urban Meyer with yes. that pipeline recruiting. I love We're that gonna team. We're going to own the Big Ten, dude. I hope so. They're going to own it. How, none of these guys are going to get the recruits. This no. guy is. No. And, and nobody can coach he's like this awesome. guy can. He's awesome. He's Superman. Yeah, he's really good. He really is. And he the faked way he having a that, heart problem to get out of stupid Gainesville. And the shit he did uh, before the Michigan game last year where he's sitting there, they're asking him about the team. They just won every game all season. He goes, they're not very good. My team's just not very good. Right. And the reverse psychology, and oh, they yeah. went out and played lights out. Like, what do you mean we're not good? And we won. And then he goes, okay, they were good. I say stuff like that when I'm coaching. If I see that they're not as fired up as I want, I'll just go, hey, guys, no pressure. Your parents are watching you. If you want to suck, that's really on you. But if my parents were watching me play, and my mom can't be because she died of breast cancer... I would be playing oh, really geez. hard right now. And they're like, oh, my God, Coach, I'm so sorry. I go, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure my mom's watching you from heaven right now. Hey, have a great game, boys. Yeah. Break. Uh, well, hey, man. We'll uh, get back to it. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll be back. Uh, we got to get close the show, and I'm going to sell some CDs. So we'll be back in a minute. Uh, stay tuned. Whoa, there's no commercials here. We're just right back, dude. It's like nothing happened. It's like I said, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. It's like anesthesia. Like, like, <laughs> it's like you're not going to feel a thing. Boom. Most people sleep through my shows, so that is a very good analogy. Right, right. That's awesome. Right. Congratulations. Your boy won his football game, his spring football game, 36 yeah. to nothing. In one second. Like, we just talked about it. Yeah, did, we, did, we, did we talk about it? Uh, ah, shit. Who cares? I thought we did. That's why We did that. a little bit. But, Thank yeah, you. the game's over. If we, I think we talked about it before the break. And they won 36 to nothing. They didn't allow yeah. one first down. It's the only game I've never been to. I coach. I coached the defense, and and uh, the scheduling happened the way it did. And and uh, yeah, they destroyed the team. That's they, awesome. My defense didn't allow a first down. They won 36 to nothing. So national champs and still undefeated. So, yeah. Uh, for right now, we're one and zero in the spring. So. Hey man. Yeah. Can't beat it. So excited. My kid is good at things. That's great. So man. not me. So awesome. Yeah. What happened? How did he do that? Know. I I try to describe him as uh, Johnny B 2.0. Like he's new and improved me. Like uh, it's like somebody upstairs made me, and they were like, "Oh, we fucked that all up. Let's let's do it again. Let's try over." Right. Yeah. Oh, we could do so much better than that. We'll take the same DNA, kinda, and uh, and we'll mix his DNA with horror DNA, and then we'll make this super. Oh. Well, his mom. It's fine. But uh, oh, you can't. Say I'm not with her. No, it's fine. Well. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's rude. I'll fuck her. What's her number? No, Dude, she would do it. No, like, no, no. So fast. <clears throat> she was one of those girls, like, when my buddies, after we got divorced, all my buddies came out of the woodwork. Like, I could have told you she was a whore. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Why didn't you? You fucking could have. You were at the wedding. There was a part where the preacher said, if anybody had any objections, and that was your time to shine and be a hero, but you were worried about the free fucking open bar. You yeah, you dick. Like, Yeah. But yeah. I mean, what are they gonna say? Hey, that girl's a whore. You'd be like, "That's my wife." Right. I mean, I'm probably punch him and then thank him later. You know. Like, yeah, and then they'd go, "Dude, I told you," and you'd be like, "You were right. I saw. Right. I punched you in the throat." Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. What? A, tell us more about the. You got this radio thing. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's gonna be an FM station. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I was in a contest. Uh. 
I, there ended up being it was an open casting call. It was one of those things that was sponsored by Bud Light and by a local jeweler and had a lot of sponsors backing it. Nice. So there was a cash prize, which I haven't gotten yet, but I, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, it's like a thousand dollars cash, and you got a thousand. Oh wow! Thousand dollar gift certificate for a local jeweler, Golden Diamond Source. Nice. And you get a ninety day contract with Cox Media, which is a huge radio company. Man, um, they cover all the big markets. So Tampa's a pretty big market. We're number nineteen in the country. So um, so I, I show up for this open casting, and there's like, I think they had two hundred and forty people. Jeez. Or something. It was ridiculous, and it was, and it wasn't just amateurs. It was uh. There was probably 50 co uh, comics, working comics, so, and, and amateur comics. Uh, there was probably 25, 30 radio people that were just out of work or trying to switch stations or whatever. And you had everybody, all the, uh, you know, the, the ham and eggers that were just trying to break in, you know. Like, mm -hmm. they're one of these people that, you know, they're the funniest guy in their cubicle, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, I can do that. I'll do a radio voice. I'll show up and say, hey, it's me. Like, it's 4.35, you may want to avoid traffic right. up there. Yeah. I have my own morning show. Hey, it's Mickey and Slappy in the morning. I hey. think that's what Stern's doing when, like, at the, if you ever listen to Stern, like, the first thing when he, he says, Good morning, everybody. He right. always does it real cheap. I think he's making fun of, of those course guys. He is. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what he's doing. Hey. Good morning, everybody. Let's go to Bun of the Kamikaze Camera Traffic. Oh, traffic is really bad on IO4. It's like every every station, you know, does it's the so same stupid. shit. It's cookie cutter, you know. Were there any huge douchebags that you beat out in the contest? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there was this one black dude with dreadlocks. What a dick. But, um, no. Not, he, he didn't have tattoos, did he? I think he did, actually. Yeah, mm, but you couldn't tell. Well spent, <laughs> right, right, right. Fucking tool bag. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. We'll move yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. That's about all for him. I always wonder why they didn't invent white ink for black tattoo shops. I mean, that would. Be I heard cool. they do. Really? Yeah, I heard that's like a thing that they're working on is uh, white tattoos. When I was a kid, true story. I, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's that pigment disease that some black people have, where they have like. I know what you're talking. I don't know the name of it. It looks like big blotches of white people got sprayed. It looks on like it. I got burned or something. But it looks like if you look at that skin. Real it looks close, like there's a white person right under the black person trying to get out. Right? Yeah. I thought that 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 like a white person exploded onto them and their skin was like, oh look, now you got some white people on you. Like maybe they shot a white person and that white person. Sprayed off. Like I was like seven. I didn't know. I it throws you it. off when you see it. Yeah, when you're seven, you're like everything's weird to you, and that's like one of those. That's kind of a still of an, an honest age where you say what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. More four or five, but like because like now, like if I see a kid that age, they're like, "You're fat." Like, right. hey, thanks for the info, fucker. You know, like, yeah, yeah. It's kids are too honest. Yeah, they're you know you you know they're like, assholes. They are kind of dick. Yeah, they're arrogant little assholes. They're they the greatest are. thing on the planet because that's what their parents tell them. And then they're just mean, and they get what they want because they're just dicks. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. I, I hit them. Do you? Yeah. I'll, trip a kid. Like, I'll trip a kid when they're not looking. Like, yeah. And their parents are like looking the other way. I'm, I'm I'll throw them out of a moving car. Right. 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 With the baby seat. Just. <laughs> I've done it. In their toddler carrier. You got to learn tough lessons early. I do have a hobby, um, like uh, when I have a lot of gas and I'm in public, I will try to fart on a baby. Like a, like a why child, do you do that? Like a child that can't talk. Why do you do that? Because I want to see their little face. Like I want to <laughs> see. You want to see a just pucker yeah, up and go. Ah. Yeah, like, it's so cute to see a, an adorable baby grimace. Like, and, like, and you go, ha ha. <laughs> your baby's eating you're, my shit particles. Oh, you're horrible. You dude. can't do anything about you're that. Horrible. I may have fucked your kid's life up with my asshole. Oh, why do I have you on my show right now? No, you're so evil. I am a little evil. I'm it's sorry. Great. 
<laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Anywho, back to the contest. So I did the uh, I did that contest and uh, and I got into the finals. They picked five finalists and put like our videos, our auditions up on the website, and then had everybody go to the website and vote. And then I won that. So um, the, the voting was only used as a guideline, but the judges had final say. So it was still up in the air. It was really weird. After the voting was taken down, they said the voting is in. It was like another week and a half before they announced the winner. And they did it so briefly and like almost cryptically on the show. It was like, oh, by the way, Johnny B won. Yeah. Holy shit. People are like texting me, hey, they just said you won. They might have looked into people's backgrounds and found out that some people were like, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Cokeheads who cheat on their wife. Right. And fuck up jobs at other stations. Exactly. In Ohio. And, right. Uh, you know. Maybe Luckily, I clear I've, channel, you know, right. something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing out hypothetical shit. I've never had those problems. So I have not. Right. But a person like that would definitely have trouble. And if they like did something like fucked with you or something, right? Like I've never had any kind of beef with other morning shows. Me neither. Or, yeah. But but dude, radio people are fucked up. I'm telling you, I right. was in radio for a while. Radio people, you comics are fucked up. We were talking about that before the break. Right. Radio people are like twice as fucked up. It's weird, man. I, I noticed that. Um, I for a real brief stint, I uh, I was DJing in a strip club. Um, this was before I was really into comedy. Like I, I did it. I was DJing in a club. Like I was uh, I was working at an after hours club. This is back when uh, we were still using turntables and you know I had the Technique twelve hundreds and and uh, I and I remember when Newmark had a better turntable and I was pissed off. Anyway, but uh. I uh, I got a job at a strip club, and I noticed that the, the DJs in the strip club were completely different than the DJs in like a real club. That they were like the most narcissistic assholes. Like, Why? They just think they're they're I guess because they get free stripper like sex. Like they. Do just, you think that? Because I think a lot of those guys strike out with those girls. They might, but but well well no I would say no they they don't because no you I think was they a, get it. Oh, well I was a big fat ugly dude and I had ample opportunities all the time. Wow. Because they have to pay the DJ a percentage of their money. Oh. So a lot of times they just be like, sweetie, I didn't really have a good night. Why don't we just go have a drink instead? You know, like, oh, okay, well, she's going to give me a blowjob. That's worth more than $40. I mean, really. But yeah. um, the only DJs in that business that make it are like, they're like pimps. They're dicks. You know, you have to, you have to go after the girl and almost shake them down and beat them. You almost have to Chris Brown them to get the money off of them. Wow. Because they'll say like, oh, I didn't really make that much. And you're like, I saw you in the VIP room. Like, 20 times. I know you made a lot of money. You had to. But um, but I noticed the other DJs, like, I would go into work, and I, the guy that was, like, on the shift before me, he had a mirror, like, in the DJ booth. You know, it was just part of the, the you know, whatever, the, the feng shui. But uh, he would say, like, a line, and he would pause, like, dramatic pause, and he would look at himself in the mirror. And he'd <laughs> yeah. go back into the line. And I would laugh so hard. And he would do the voice. Like, I wouldn't do a DJ voice. I would do the voice I'm doing now. And, um... But he would do like like his normal voice. He's like, "Hey, what's up, man? What's going on, Johnny? How you doing, yeah?" Oh, yeah. And then he'd get on the mic and he'd go, "All right, guys, all right, come to the stage. Uh, we're gonna have Sasha coming up on uh, satellite stage A. Get those dollars high. Give Sasha a try. All right, guys, uh, we got room up front in the Bone Zone, the erection section. Uh, VIPs right now, two for one." And, and then, then he, he gets would, off and he's like, "Hi, yo." Yeah, and he would pause. Like he'd go, "All right, gentlemen," and then look at himself. Then go back to the mic. He'd back off the mic. Then go back to the mic. That is go, cartoonish. Yes, yes. And I would stand behind him and laugh. And he'd turn around. And he'd go, "What are you like? What are you laughing at?" And I go, "Dude, you're so gay. You know you're gay. Like you're the worst. You're the gayest of gays. Like you're glee gay. Like you're you're double dicking gay. Like you're like skiing with gays gay. Like you're gay gay. Capital gay. And uh, yeah. So I would always just bust balls, and they didn't know how to handle it, you know, because they they were just 
narcissistic dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. The best though. Have you ever been in a black strip club? I, I'm sure I have. I actually walked into the one. Have you ever seen uh, Hustle and Flow, the movie? No. It's Terrence Howard. It's about a guy that's uh, basically a pimp. Mm -hmm. It's like based on a true story, I think. But they filmed it in Memphis. And have you, you've been to Memphis, I hope. Uh, I've driven through Memphis. Yeah, fast, I hope. But, um, yeah, I didn't stop. I, uh, I, was, uh, I was there. I've heard really bad stories about Memphis. The worst ghetto on and I've ever been in. Yeah, I hear. Memphis. I hear like you get a hotel room and you'll get a knock, knock, knock on the door and it's yeah. like a hooker. Hey, can I come in? And they're trying to rob you. You know, right? Well, that almost happened to me in Sarasota. But I mean, the, hook, it's, the word's getting around. The hookers they have Twitter. But um, <laughs> <laughs> LOL hashtag rob a bitch. Anyway, but um, uh, I was at a, a, a casino outside of Memphis and the guy goes, dude. Go, I, I said, where's a good strip club? Because I had a couple buddies with me that were, were on the road with me. And he goes, oh, man, you got to go to the King of Queens, man. King of Queens, best place I've, to go. That, that's in, uh, I've driven past that. It's, 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 I was going to Captain Brian's, yeah. and I got lost. You right. played Captain Brian's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, shout out to Captain Brian. I love that guy. Yeah, um, good food. Oh, fuck yeah. But yeah, I because I, I was looking for a hotel. I remember King of Queens, and it, it looks like a shithole. Right. Well, the guy sent me, he, he said, uh, he goes, well, they got the one big strip club, but you don't want to go there. King of Queens place to go. So I uh, I go, okay. I walk in, and it's the blackest place I've ever been. Like, black, like, where literally, like, the needle came off the record. Like They looked at you like, what yeah, the? I walked in, the music stopped, everybody turned around, and I go, oh, boy, howdy. I guess I have the wrong place. I'll see you guys <laughs> right. later. I was like, what the... F yeah, and then I found out like a year later, like I saw the movie, and I go, oh my God, that's where I almost died. They filmed it there. It was like, and, it was, and that in the movie, it was like a really dangerous place in the movie, so... Oh, wow. In real life, it was super dangerous. But yeah, I was driving through Memphis, I got pulled over for being white. Like, literally, like South Memphis, I get pulled over by the cops. It's two black dudes, real nice guys. And they, uh, they saw my Florida tags, and uh, the guy says, uh, hey man, what are you doing? I go, I'm trying to find a movie theater. I'm just bored, you know. And he goes, why are you in South Memphis? I go, I, I really didn't care about the directions, you know, where, where exactly I was. I'm just trying to get down to Beale Street where everybody talks about. They sing songs about it and stuff. And there's barbecue there and B.B. And King's place and, like, cool stuff, music. And he's like, you should have stayed on the interstate, man. He goes, you're in South Memphis. So you, one reason why a white boy from Florida is in South Memphis I go, oh, I don't do drugs. No, I'm fat. I'm just, I'm going to do a lot of barbecue while I'm here, though. And he's like, all right, well, do me a favor. Four lights up to the, four lights up, take a left, you get back on the interstate. And he goes, if the light turns red, don't even go, just go. Really? Yeah. And I go, I go, are you serious? And he goes, he goes, what's the most dangerous neighborhood you've heard of in America? You're a comedian? I said, uh, I don't know, like Compton? He goes, man. This shit makes Compton look like Beverly Hills. I believe it. Yeah, and he said, and he started telling me, throwing out a couple of stats. He said, like the two most dangerous ghettos in America, this cop said, was South Memphis mm -hmm. and Little Rock, Arkansas. I believe it. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, man! Like Little Rock, Arkansas has more Crips and Bloods than L.A. now, or something. I think I enjoyed Little Rock. I played the comedy. Uh, I played some club there, and it was nice. Right. Um. I've never done the Little Rock at all. What the fuck is the name of that room, man? Little Rock Comedy Room? No, not... Improv Little Rock? No, no, no. They have one in Wichita. Looney Bin? Yeah, Looney Bin. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't know the Arkansas had one. I know that. Yeah, Little Rock's got one. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. It's you know really nice people at the Looney Bin. So. I heard. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. I've never played them. I know uh, Oklahoma City has a good one. I heard. Or T- Tulsa has a Looney Bin. It's supposed. Yeah, to be, Tulsa's got a good one. It's supposed to be killer. Yeah. Yep. No, I'd like to do it. I'd like to do every room. Are you Are you a guy that 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 will play any room? Oh, I'll play if yeah. If they pay me, I'll be there. Yeah. Me too. Like I don't care. You black, white. I don't give a shit. Like I don't care if you have to move a pool table out of the way for me to do my show. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care. I'll stand on a table or whatever. I actually look forward to to, to like dirtbag rooms and like it's a challenge. CD bars. I mean, I know Stanhope. Like for a while there, he was just boycotting clubs. Like he just wanted to do standing room only because they don't have chairs in the place. Like shitholes. And he just actually he just did the improv. I guess he. Uh, here in Tampa about eight or nine months ago. He should be doing the improvs. I, I know he might have, uh, I don't know what happened. He had a Some, fallout. But that yeah, but, I, but you know, people fuck up. And I know, I look, I, I banned from half the rooms in the country, but uh, right. I find that a lot of people are, are, now that they see that I'm serious about my sobriety and getting right. my life together and being a good man instead of a, a dirt, dirt ball, which I was. Right. I mean, I've really made big changes. I've really been trying to do the right thing in life. Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's weird. I, I'm a completely different person, but uh, people are forgiving, I find. Yeah. They, they, they know, well, like, they've seen it before. These club owners are like, man, I've seen guys that were fuck-ups and then get their shit together. It happens. It has to be common for them. It has to be. I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, if anybody's going to understand, it's these guys that are running clubs. And they know funny, so... Mm-hmm. I think if you're, the funnier you are, the more chances they're going to give you to get back into the ring, you know. It's, have you ever had, um, this is me interviewing you on your podcast. No, that's fine. Um, have you ever had like a letdown, like, because you open, you feature a lot, just like I do, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, like where you're, you're scheduled to work with somebody that you admire, and then like, like either he's just like standoffish and you were mm-hmm. hoping he'd be like a buddy or he's just a total asshole or she is just a total asshole and it kind of breaks your heart your image of him like is that ever I've had a lot of people do rude horrible shit to me right that were headliners I'm trying to think uh, uh, but I'm not uh, these days I'm not that enamored with with comedy right I respect people uh, and I enjoy watching them uh, but uh, you know I don't really yeah, I'm trying I mean, to. Think. I hear the story, so I didn't know if that's like, ever happened to you. Yeah, I'm sure it has. I just can't think of who. It hasn't happened to me where I was like, like I was pissed off at them. Uh, but I've been let down to where they just didn't give a fuck about me. Like they're just right. Like, well, I mean, uh, back in my drinking days, I'm sure some guys hated me right. deservedly because Absolutely. I was fucking annoying. Right, I got you. You know, so uh, I'm. It's it's almost like I've been reborn and and I don't uh, and. Uh, uh, it's hard to explain. Like, even now, my drunk me haunts me. Drunk right. me would leave all kinds of little funny jokes for sober me to find the next day. Right. Like text messages that drunk me left. Yeah. And then, you know, you wake up with a fat girl and you're like, drunk me, you did it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, drunk me still to this day, I'll, like, people come up to me, you motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, man, I must have done that when I was drinking and it's yeah. embarrassing and... Uh, when I was going, I was going to AA meetings, and you're right. supposed to apologize to the people you did right. shit to when you were drunk. But the list is so long; like I'm still trying to get just a hold tweet of people. It, man. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just say, hey, for some of you, this doesn't apply. Sorry. Right. For you people that that know, you know, it's for you. Mm. My bad. My um, bad's the new sorry. Yeah. 
My bad guys. Well, I have a lot of my bad moments in yeah. my past, you know. But all you could do is is uh, is not make those mistakes now. Like I, I found that um, I started taking Krav Maga like four or five days a week. Nice. And I and on CrossFit training, I don't know if you know. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I've heard man. of it. <laughs> right. Well, so because like I had to occupy my thoughts because uh, right. all I was thinking about was going to bars and smoking cigarettes and yeah. I had to do something where I could uh, you know maybe distract myself because idle time is really dangerous man oh, for anybody it's the devil's workshop it is it's yeah. bad and and I think that now that I found something that's healthy and good uh, yeah you gotta stay it, busy man you do and it's helped I mean I think it's helping my stand up my confidence my just in general I well, feel the, the more you're experiencing the more writing happens mm -hmm. easier like if you're sitting in your room by yourself like I don't I don't know how you write but I don't know how guys can just sit at a desk and go okay I'm writing today but writing happens to me it mm -hmm. does, I don't make it happen it just happens like something will happen I'll be in a grocery store and something will just it's like I'll, Mm -hmm. Something will happen organically, and I'll go, holy shit, I just thought of a funny angle on something, and then I'll write, you know? Yeah. It has to be sparked, though, and the more shit you're doing, the easier it is to, to, to write, and you have to experience shit. The funniest people are the people that have lived shit. Yeah, know? that's right. Somebody who has a story to tell. Right. I mean, if you grew up with a pack of wolves, you know, in the woods, you know, number one, you wouldn't be speaking, and that'd be funny in its own right, but for like a minute, but... You wouldn't have nearly... Well, I'd be able to lick my own balls. That's That'd pretty cool. so great. There was a great quote. I'll see if I could find it on my phone here uh, about writing. Man, I have so much shit on my phone. Right. Uh, oh, here. Boy, just a bunch of... That's Angry Birds. I remember I had a job once, and the guy was yelling at me, the boss. And I, and I was a comic, so I wasn't used to work. And I was just like, dude, I cheated on a drug test for this. Ha, <laughs> Do you use your notepad on your iPhone? I do. That's what I'm looking the at right notepad? now. yellow notepad? Yep. Oh, my God, dude. Look at this. See, look. If you scroll, like, here's a set list from a couple days. Oh, my God. It looks like my... Look. Well, yeah, we have the same wait, shit going on. Look, you go... Wait. You go... Look at that. Look at that list. And this is just... I know. I've got old notes. Like, I have a note from when I was drinking. I would leave myself notes. The girl you met at Classics tonight that was cute was named Katie. Like that's that I'm right. I'm sending notes for that's me. hilarious. That's a note from drunk me to sober me. Did it email you also? Uh, no. You can set that up in your, in your settings. You can make your notes. It'll email you a copy of that note. That's badass. You gotta go to your settings and do that under your notes and your settings. But if you go all the way to the bottom of mine, 2008. That's when the first iPhone came out. Like, so this is like all the way updated through all my iPhones. I've gotten a new one every year, and it's like except I don't have the five now because. I don't want to buy a hundred new chargers, but is that what it is? The, there's new chargers. Fuck that! I'm not yeah, buying it then. Exactly. How many chargers do you have? Like you have to have a shit ton. I have like just a cord that goes from my computer. I'm I'm low on chargers right okay, now. Okay, I'm figure with the driving. I probably have like four iPhone chargers that I have to keep like in case I drop one or lose one. Because if I'm on the road, uh, you're gonna spend like thirty five bucks if you have to buy one at a convenience store, and it's gonna work like shit. I found that th this is. Um, Okay, yeah, this this is the quote that I was looking for. I, I saw this in a Woody Allen movie, I think, but I loved it so much I typed it into my notes. We were talking about you write stuff. If you experience things, you're a better writer. Right. Um, I believe this is from Midnight in Paris. The best tales are that of adventure. Who could write such a tale without first experiencing such? Exactly. That's exactly what you were saying. Yeah, so that's why, you know, if you look at my set, I'm talking about 
you know, of course, relationship shit, you mm-hmm. know, because I've been through, you know, I'm in my second marriage, and there's funny stuff going on with that, but I talk about my kid, you know, my 12-year-old kid, there's so much funny shit that happens around him, I talk about coaching football, mm-hmm. there's so much funny shit that just happens there, everything, I mean, I, I, I do poker humor, because I've been a poker dealer for 15 years, so there's funny stuff there, and, and luckily, that's mainstream. Did, are you the Twitter guy that added me, the the poker dealer smartass? That's, that's mean poker dealer. Dude, I was. That's good shit because yeah. you would you you tweet funny poker stuff. Okay, that guy is if, twice as popular as me on Twitter. I have a Krav Maga guy who. Right. But I'm beating my Krav Maga guy right now. But I just reopened Twitter. I got off Facebook and Twitter for a few months because right. I was. I was training for my um, for a belt in Krav Maga, and I right. just didn't want to be distracted because it's so it's so intense. Of the course, training. Well, that's why I, I only tweet when I'm shitting. It's a rule. That's probably a good rule. Let's get the guitar out, John. Do you sing? I do. You want to sing a tune? Yeah, let's do it. What let's fucking do it. I don't know, man. Uh, let's sing about. Um, Twitter, or I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. I should probably do this. <laughs> that the show is going on right now so the people sitting right outside the door are like oh my god there's music happening <laughs> during Aries Spears I don't mind being angry don't mind being bitter I just sit on the shitter and twitter my name is Johnny B, and everybody can see that I like it to be on Twitter. We go ahead. It's true what he says. I take a lot of shits. It's cause I don't eat the way I should. Sometimes I wake up with cookies on my chest. Cause I drink <laughs> and eat really good. Good, yes he does eat really good Yes he eats a lot of food Yes I know food means food But I don't mean to be so rude I make up words all the time Just so that I can start to rhyme If I order a beer tonight Give me a twist of lime It is gay if you drink lime with your beer With your beer But it's gay if you're sucking dick at the same time at the same time i don't speak from experience but i've watched some gay porn because it's cheaper than the other i'd like to drink beer while i'm watching gay porn guess <laughs> what i don't know where he's going with this <laughs> song right now I thought it was about twitter all of a sudden it's about gay stuff instead he beats his dick to porn all the time now you can see that his dick has turned to the color red yes his dick is red it's true yes it used to be colored blue and he knows just what to do he's gonna pull it out and stick it on you somehow that was going into my confessions by usher i don't know what that was dude that was the weirdest song it was ever Also, we went straight into like Hank Williams Sr. on that one. Huh? I don't know, man. That's weird. Yeah. That's, that, that's your default song. It's like, uh, it's like bluegrass. I guess. Yeah. It's, I guess it's better than death metal. That would scare people the fuck away. I, 
I gotta learn to play my guitar. I hate it. I own one and I don't touch it. I'll, I'll show you shit, man. I gotta uh, get that Esteban bring it by video. The, uh, bring it by the condo or whatever, and, uh, yeah. and we'll do a jam session. I'll teach you a few basic chords. Right. Look, you know two or three chords? Yeah. You, you can play a lot of songs. That's what I hear. You know G, yep. D, and C, and F? You know most country songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look like a country guy. Well, Actually, I, no, you don't. No. You look more like a like I don't know a soul R and B kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're one of the you're like a really light skinned black man. That's what I've heard. I um well you know it's funny I I, I sang in a band and mm-hmm. I kind of dabbled with different genres. I sang in a country band for a minute. Like we went, uh, I spent like a month and a half in Nashville doing like stu- uh, studio sessions, and I thought I was gonna go out there and like maybe do something, do something. I ended up making money, but it was doing harmony tracks for a karaoke company so like japanese oh, people wow. were paying me to sing harmony that's awesome it was fun it was fun you sing a harmony for yeah. me yeah oh ah, we write you do the harmony you know eddie rabbit yeah so it was you know uh foxy ready <laughs> right 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 i we need you do all the, the crystal rock harmony how I'm about like, uh, uh frank sinatra uh come a fry with me right you but come I'm, a fry with me. <laughs> but I am a fry. But I am more of a, a young black uh, woman. No, I um. Yeah. I sing a lot of souls, like really like old uh, R and B, like uh, Otis Redding. Yeah. And, and uh, Marvin Gaye. Oh, I love Marvin Gaye. When I was a kid, I actually sang in a doo-wop group, like they put together at school, um, and uh, all we did was doo-wop. So I was like Sweet. 10, 10, 11 years old, and like I was into the doo-wop shit, like. This is in the uh, early 80s, and I'm walking around with like a t-shirt with the sleeves rolled up, you know, right. I was putting like grease in my hair, like, I love, I used to stay up and watch Sha Na Na. Get out of here. I thought that I was just, yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, man, I was, this is me. Yeah, that's like 50s doo-wop kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, that's what I thought I was doing. That dude. was good era, though, good music was back then. shit, dude. Yeah. And it was like, no, no diseases, you can just bang people. My dad says the, the 50s were the greatest time to live. I love it, man. Like, you, you watch uh, the movies about that era, it's just awesome, dude. Like, I would still drive a 57 Chevy right now, that'd be so pimp. Yeah, you could probably still yank. Racially ass. though, we couldn't hang out with the group we do now. They like back then, like you and I, we like our friends group. are all black. Right. Right, we uh, like we hang out with mostly black people right. and do black clubs. It's right. like, well, how the hell back then we couldn't get away with this shit. No, we'd have to make and them they, hang out with us. <laughs> if you know what's good for you, you're gonna be my friend. Yeah, all right. I guess if that's the way it is. Yeah, back then it was. But then you wouldn't respect them. So I mean, was it a great time or was it a bad time? My dad says it was great, but he but he didn't right. live on the other side of the tracks. No, I think it was a great time for music. I think everything else. For music, balls. yes, it there was, was no a great internet. Time. Yeah. Oh, fuck, seriously. Well, dude, I hate the internet. So but to be about, honest, I really hate it. Think about what technological pussies we are now, though. Like, if your cable goes out. Like, I lose my brain, dude. Like, I don't I, watch TV much, man. See, I do. I do. I, I try to stay away from it. I watch man. Food Network like a, like a bitch. Like, I love it. Like, I, I'm like, you know, all the culinary shit. Like, I cook. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I, I'm actually cooking right now. What like, are you making? I, I'm smoking, like, a big pork butt. Ooh! I have an electric smoker that I put oh. wood chips in. And, it, and it's been in my, it's, let's see, right now it's on 12 and a half hours. At oh, two, you're like degrees. me. I'm a huge barbecue guy. Love it, dude. I, I've been to barbecues all over the country. Me too. That's um, my faves. What's your best barbecue? I have I have a top two, and they're both in Kansas City. Right. I, no, my my best is uh, in Memphis. It's called Rendezvous, and it's a, it's a cool place too because you have to go down an alleyway, 
and then like under it's underground. It's like almost like I don't want to go down an alleyway in underground it, in Memphis. Right, but you go in there and it's like a throwback. Like all the waiters are, have been working there like 30, 40 years. They think they're these old black guys. They wear like little bow ties, but they're like they have attitude. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like you go, what do you got for appetizers? Same thing we have for 30 years. You want it? I'm like, yeah, I want that shit. They bring you, like, sausage with, like, cheese. You're like, all right, motherfucker. It's so good, though. I love it, man. Oh. Right. They, they actually, they'll ship their barbecue worldwide. Like, they'll put it on dry ice. Oh, my goodness. And you go to, like... Don't tell me that, dude. Yeah, I, I'm not... My them. mouth is watering. I don't want right. to I just ate, and I'm sitting here going, oh. It's like pigsfly.com is the name of their website. Oh, but, um, pigsfly.com. How smart is that? Yeah. I don't know if it's... Whew. That's what it was five years ago. Man. Really good. But uh, I think the other one, the other best barbecue I've had was a roadside guy out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. Really old black dude, wraps your shit in newspaper, and he has a big smoker. You can tell he's never cleaned anything in that place. Like, oh, he's yeah. just eating hepatitis C. It's fine. It's so good. It I'm sure he burns all that shit right no, off. Of course it does. I don't clean my smoker. If you ever hear somebody say, yeah, I got to clean my smoker, they're not, they're not a pit master. They're mm. stupid. So. Right. My shit's grungy. Have you been to Kansas City and had that barbecue? Yes, it's amazing. I had Oklahoma Joe's. Yep. And uh, you're not going to believe this, but me and Josh Sneed went on the um, the barbecue tour of Kansas City God and hit every it. barbecue we could the week we were there. I mean, we must have gained 20 pounds each, but it was so wonderful. But right. we, we went to the best place. I have to say it. It's, it's weird saying it. The Airport Hilton Hotel. That's not weird. Has... Great barbecue, man. It really doesn't matter. It just matters. All it takes is one guy that knows how to cook barbecue. That's it. Like I'm, and I'm not bragging, but I'll bring you some tomorrow if you do want. Do it. My bar. I'll put my barbecue up against any restaurant. Do you make your own sauce? No, I can, but I don't. But I'm talking about my actual the meat. Like, oh, dude. Here's after I cook this butt, like, and oh. I, you know, I, I make my own rub. But after I do this, oh, here's a, here's how I'll do it. Like I cook it long enough for all the uh, connective tissue to melt, so it's pulled pork. Nice. But I'll bring it into my kitchen and I'll hold it about three feet above the cutting board and I drop it and it falls apart. And it's got the best. I use uh, I think I'm using apple wood for this batch, but dude, it's so good. Like you just can't fuck with it. You can't. All you get, it's patience is all you need. You need good wood and cook that shit slow and don't touch it. Don't even fuck with it. Like, there's, you know, you can go in there and you can baste it. Like, you, I'll spray, like, uh, apple juice on it once in a while, pineapple juice, and, like, keep it moist. But for the most part, just leave that bitch alone. Pineapple juice. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I just leave it. Dude, I, I cook, like, three chickens at a time. I do the beer can chicken. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that. No. You pop a beer can, and you shove it right up the chicken's ass. Uh-huh. And all that, all that steam from the beer goes into the chicken and makes it super moist like the most moist chicken you ever have i'll do three of those at a time it takes about four hours in a smoker real low wow it's best chicken you'll ever eat like best ever so yeah it's ridiculous man like, so, so anytime you go to a good barbecue joint it's because whoever's making the barbecue gives a shit that's all it takes yeah i mean give a shit and homemade barbecue sauce at those places does make a big difference too oh so, yeah have you had gates no i haven't it's good it's it's real good Right. If you play the improv there and you work with a with a big urban right. act, yeah, 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 then they they usually bring gates in for them, and, and it's it's really nice. And I, and I forgot to mention one of my other ones in Memphis that's world famous, uh, Interstate Barbecue in Memphis. Mm -hmm. They they created barbecue spaghetti. Oh, what is that? I stole the idea. I make it at the house now. My friends flip out over it. It's very simple, and you make you make pulled pork, 
and you make spaghetti noodles and instead of uh, you know your regular you put the pulled pork in there with barbecue sauce and now it's that's and then you take cheddar cheese and you put it on top at oh. the end and it's basically like all the flavors of like a good pork sandwich but with all the textures and all the greatness of a spaghetti dish right but interstate barbecue they take the drippings from the pork butt and make the barbecue sauce that goes into the barbecue. I mean, there's a little bit other stuff. You like, you, you know, you chop up garlic and a little bit of onion and you put it in there. But it's, and, uh, and I actually, my secret is I take a little bit of uh, bacon and throw it in the mix too. So you get, wow. you get that little pop of bacon in your mouth once in a while. Oh, man. So good, dude. So good. Dude, you're killing me. I know. I, I'm hard I, right now. I know. I, I, I fucking, I'm going to go home it. and eat barbecue at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I got, I'm careful what I'm eating lately. I'm on, the, I'm at the, on this thing called the paleo diet. I heard of it, yeah. You know, it's caveman diet. You eat fruit, uh-huh. vegetables, and meat, and and you try no. I eat carbs, but I try not to eat them a lot. Yeah, me too. And if I do, I try to eat them early in the day, so I have the whole day to burn it off. I've lost uh, sixty-five pounds since July. You look thinner, yeah. I'm still fat as fuck, but <laughs> not as fat as fuck. Like, uh, like I'm almost ready to go on Riku Lake and have a reunion with my dick. Almost, like it's gonna happen soon. But, but I eat a lot of like I just eat a lot of meat and I eat a lot of vegetables. Period. That'll like, thin you out if you and, and drink a lot of water and you yep. you got to exercise, run and get a lot of cardio. I do, well, I coach football, so I'm running around with those kids. Yeah, I I make I make a point that I move around, like I move around, like when they're running you laps, go, I try to wanna, catch uh, the slowest kid. You want to do um, that's that's a good exercise. Yeah, if you want to do a workout tomorrow? I'm down. I probably won't, but <laughs> okay. yeah, like I don't do. Well, the problem is I got I played football all the way up to college, and um, because of that, and I and I used to weigh like an extreme amount. I had gastric bypass 2002. I weighed 565. Gastric bypass? That's the... The stomach stapling. Oh, that's so unhealthy, dude. Well, no, it's fine now. I mean, my stomach's stretched back out now. Like, kind of. Like, it, you know, it, it's fine. I don't have any side effects from it, really, except for, uh, like, if I eat something the wrong way. Like, if I eat something that's high in sugar, they, there's a thing called dumping syndrome because you're only using a quarter of your intestine. You'll feel, like, real sick, and then you'll either shit or puke, like, immediately. So... It's, uh, you, that sounds you, awesome. Looks like well, you made you, a good move. Well, you stay away from you stay away from that shit. You know, you're like, I'm not gonna eat. Like, Dude, exercise. That's all it is. No, I know, I know. Well, when you're 565, you can't really exercise. That was a problem. So it's like, what do I do? Man, I saw. I was in a Krav class, and this dude was in there, and he was heavier than you. Right. And he could, he was he could fight. He was graceful. Right. He was good. I was in martial arts school. He was 12. in there, man. Yeah, my son's a black belt in karate. Um. And I, I took martial arts, uh, you know, I got... What form is he a black belt? Uh, taekwondo. Taekwondo. Korean karate. Uh-huh. It's really good. Like I'm, That's great for balance. It's great for uh, your, yeah. your psychology. It's great for He's confidence. Smart, it's yeah. great for... Uh, you can kick all day, which is you know great in a fight. What's funny is, like, he was doing the after-school thing for, like, three years straight. So I never really watched him practice. I would go to his belt training, like, mm-hmm. to his testing. And I'd go, wow, he's getting better. And then I missed like two belt testings in a row because I was on, doing gigs. And then I was there for his black belt testing. And uh, holy shit, he's like Chuck Norris. Like the, the, the master held up like two boards and then he looks over and he shakes his head no and they give him two more boards. And then my kid runs across the room and jumps through the air and breaks all the boards with his foot. And I go, holy fuck, I dare somebody to talk shit to me right now. I'll have my 12 year old beat your ass. Right. Like, but I'm like, wow, I guess it was worth the thousands of dollars I spent. But Well, there's nothing better than, than a martial arts. I sent him to an all-black karate school, too. Good. All the masters are, like, fucking just, like, militant afros. Like, like you, you do it like this, boy. And I'm like, yeah, I love these guys, man. They're yeah. 
ah, oh, they're like Action Jackson. They're like badasses. So I didn't want the, the pasty little pussy white boys teaching my kid karate. Right. Now, I, that, that really didn't have anything to do with it. They were just like the most disciplined school in the area. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I've heard good things. Let's do this, you know? And he, he was having, he was about a C average student at seven years old, you know, you know, but he was real good at school. After I put him in, now he's like 12, 13, he's all honors, he's already taken high school that, courses. Yeah, well, so martial art teaches great discipline. Yep. I mean, it's, I, I think if anybody who has a kid would be smart to put their kid in the martial arts. Why arc. wouldn't you? Like, he's so respectful. Like, every time I, I say something to him, he's yes, sir. He's, just good, he's a good person because of it. Yeah, I think it teaches you honor and discipline. Yeah, and that I'm an amazing thing. father, you know, so. Uh, no, I, don't, I can't see that. I'm pretty good. No, you are. <laughs> right. You definitely are. You're coaching the football team. You're, yeah. you're above and beyond the Call of Duty. It's fun. You make pork. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You can do. adopt me. I, I don't give a shit. I do. Dude, can I move in? Yeah, well, I don't care. Yeah. Your Our house is going into foreclosure. You could stay there. Shit, I'll help pay the bills. That's right. If I can cook pork and fucking... I love that man, dude. Yeah, you, you I, I do a lot of shit. I cook a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm like... I, like I said, I watch all these food networks. I was a I was a line chef at Olive Garden when I was in college, and... And uh, like always been into cooking, and I even worked like overnights at Denny's cooking when I was in college, just because I wanted to cook, you know. Mm-hmm. But but now I'm like really into like, you know, going online and learning everything I can about cooking because it's just fun, you know. Like like I might be the only straight guy I know that makes quiche like really well. Like I can I throw down on a quiche. Yeah. Yeah. I had quiche the first time the other day. I don't even measure anymore. I'm so good at it. I'm not. I'm not real into quiche. Cause you haven't had mine. My shit's like fluffy and big. It ain't all thin and dumb like the I, I couldn't eat the carby parts. I just ate the chicken and... Mine's and mostly cheese and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Really eggy and cheesy and meaty. I'll eat eggs all day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, and I'm really too. good at eggs too. Like I impressed my kid because I worked at Denny's and like I'll have two pans going with when we have friends over and I'm flipping like two omelets at a time and I'm doing over medium, actually over medium, you know, mm-hmm. like they don't do at Denny's. Right. You know? Oh, wow. I love me some Denny's. You know what I really love? Waffle House. Yeah, dude. So I, good. And we're so attractive in that place. Like, like we're the best looking dudes in a Waffle House. I know. And you know, I never, I never understood. Like, I fit in the booth now, but any bigger than I am right this second, there's no way you could fit in a Waffle House booth. And it's a place that endorses obesity. Make the booths a little bigger. You know, just stretch them out a little bit. Just make the table smaller. I don't even need a table. I'll set the food on my titties. Just, yeah. just make it... Why are we Why are we being mean to fat people? Yeah, that's bullshit. It is bullshit. I don't understand it. Like fucking Waffle House, you should cater to anything. Fat same thing with Olive Garden. When I worked there, we used to have like a special fat chair for fat people that came in. It was like a folding metal chair, and I'm like, hey, that's we, fucked up. Dude. We sell pasta. Can we make some fat friggin' boots for these dudes? <laughs> right? They love this shit. That's their favorite, man. They have to carve up to make it to the car. They They need energy. Please just extend some shit. Yeah, they have right. seatbelt extenders. There should be a button on boots where you're like, boom, there you go, fatty, breathe, we are, we breathe are, freely. We're getting fat, the society. Oh, getting? No, we've been fat forever. And we're fat, just lazy, fat. and stupid. Now we're just we're glorifying it with Honey Boo Boo. That's the only problem. I now. have not seen Honey Boo Boo, but I keep hearing about it. I didn't want to see it, and then I did. And now it's like I don't keep watching it, but I she watched. She is a hillbilly girl who lives with queen. her. A pa- uh, like a uh, like a like a kid pageant. Uh, dude, that's pageant. sick. That pisses that's me horrible. off. Yeah, baby yeah. pageants. Like, why yeah. would you dress a little girl up like a, a dime store hooker? Because you're that's a dumb bitch. Sick man. Because you're a twisted person, and you're ugly, and you want to live through your kid. Like, I'm ugly, and my son's attractive. He's a good looking boy, mm-hmm. but I'm not out like trying to live like vicariously through him. I'm letting him do his own thing. 
but the whole like contest, uh, like, it, it, and all the the weirdos in the crowd. So much pressure. You know, really there's perverts out there. It makes me want to throw up. Like, it should be a rule, just like Chuck E. Cheese. If you didn't come in with a kid, you're not coming in. You know what I mean? Like. Chuck E. Cheese does that. Like they won't just let a dude walk in without a kid. I know. I've tried, dude. I know. Me too. Me right. I'm like, what, what's these guys' problem? I'm like, I'm with Timmy. I'm with Timmy. 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 Play some video games, dude. Yeah. Leave me alone, dude. I can't just. I can't enjoy a beer and some whack-a-mole. What am I, an animal? Yeah. Like, fuck this. My money's not good here. <laughs> right. My tokens aren't good here, asshole. <laughs> Stupid rule. Right. I got a buddy that uh, he does a joke about that. He's like, uh, he's like, you know. You know how how they're, they're promoting perverts because they got all they have all that good pizza and all those hot kids. Like, oh, geez. <laughs> it's so that's horrible. I know, but he gets laughs every time he says it. Sick bastard. So, but he looks sick. We have a cool. You know, I was sitting downstairs watching Ari Spears the last show. Yeah, I was really enjoying it. His his impressions are dead on. Right. It's a great show. He makes you laugh. Well, we're pretty lucky. People pay a lot of money to see these great comics, and we get to just watch them for free. And we get we get drinks for free, food we for get, free. We get paid to watch. They pay them. us. I mean, I got paid to watch Ari Spears do comedy. How ridiculous is that? It's pretty cool. How I, many comedians do you think I, they view it like I do and you do? Because I'm the same I don't way. know. I I don't know that that I'm not sure. But like, who do you think is one of the top comics that you've worked with, funny wise? Who just burns a little better than everybody else? Um, wow. Guys like Witherspoon, John Witherspoon. Oh, Pops is crushes. the best. He crushes. People just love him. And I've worked with him, like, I worked with him three years in a row. And, yeah, dude. And he's a good guy. And he's love old. Him. He's really old. And he murders. And I, to me, like, I like to watch a crowd. When a guy like him is on stage, I'm, like, back and forth like a tennis match. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at the crowd. Yeah. Because I love to see the joy. I love to see people just fucking getting every penny's worth. Like, and he and he's just a master. He's a Jedi. And, and guys, like, I worked with Mitch Hedberg before he died. And right. just to watch that kind of magic happen and that kind of cult following. Um, uh, geez, there's a lot of people. I mean, uh, yeah. There's but, a lot of good comics out there, right? And we now. get and like you said, we get paid. And I like anytime I get the I get the phone call, it's like, hey, can you work with? Uh, you know, I just worked with Charlie Murphy. Like, great guy, good guy, and just like, like honestly, not not the best comic I've worked with like comedian wise here's the thing I keep hearing people say I don't, like, well, he's, he's not, not he's but not, he's not Eddie it's, right but he, he, you know what I like what he does on I think stage. he's hilarious I do too I think he's a good comic I don't think he's I don't think he's really a stand up I think he's just a funny funny dude he tells great stories right. I mean I, I, I love what he does I, I enjoy do his show I love, loved it I love the whole weekend and like and, and the reason why I mention him is because his crowds love him so much to be able to open for him and play that crowd, they're ready. Mm. Like, they're ready. They're not assholes. They're not like, oh, fuck, look, this fat white boy's gonna suck. They're there happy already. They're like, we're getting ready to watch Charlie fucking Murphy, and then you go up there and you just have a great set. You're like, yeah. this is awesome, yeah. And then he he gave me a great compliment, not to my face, but he told uh, one of the managers that I was the best opener he had in a year. Nice. And I was like, fuck, I just, that, to me, that just moved me up a spot in my, in my own mind as far as comedy. Like that—that's—that's that's a, another uh, like a plateau in my career. Like, okay, maybe I'm not famous. Maybe I haven't done shit. Maybe I'm just you know a, a fat poker deal, poker dealing uh, a football coach that, that does comedy on his own watch. But Charlie Murphy said I was the best opener in a year. 
That's great. Yeah, there you go. Put that in my fucking in my resume. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. So he is the nicest guy. He's super awesome, and his opener tra- travels with them. Uh, his feature act. Uh, uh, what the hell's his? Uh, Freeze Love is his name. Freeze Love. I checked his ID. It's his real name. He's a super nice guy. Like, yeah, so is he, nice. Is he he's funny? like a big teddy bear. He's a he's a kind of a chubby dude from like uh, from like uh, I think he's from California, but now he lives in New York. So he's kind of got that that California gangsta. Now he's got that Brooklyn, you know, shit going on too. So, he, but he's just the nicest dude ever. Like you want to hug him. He's that's that nice. He, like, he's like, man, you're real funny, man. I love you, man. I love you. Oh, yeah. One of those guys. Yeah. So, so really good. Oh, that's cool. We're running out of time. Uh, I have to go sell CDs. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out at the show, Johnny. Uh, My pleasure. I'm getting paid for this. Good luck on your um, radio thing. Thanks, I hope it's man. a huge success for you. I'm gonna let you know. I where hope I'm you at. dominate Tampa. Me too. And uh, really rub it in the faces of your enemies. I will. And uh, I hope that you get huge uh, numbers of listeners. I do too. And I hope that uh, you bring me some big barbecue tomorrow. I'm going to. And I am. And if, if I do. Uh, blow up like I want to on radio. I'm going to have a, a Jake Anarino coming in. Any, Hell yeah, dude. Anytime you're close. I'll come in. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and where can we find you on Twitter? At Johnny B Comedy on Twitter. So. Uh, Facebook? Facebook, Johnny Bell. Um, where you, can they find your podcast? Uh, it's thejohnnybshow.com. Also, you can go to my website, which is johnnybcomedy.com. It has a link for the podcast. Um, also has a link to my Facebook and Twitter and everything else. So, mm-hmm. and and I have a, all my episodes archived. I have 144 episodes, I think. Now. Awesome. So you can go listen to all of them for free. Subscribe on iTunes. I, I've never charged for my podcast. I'm not that big yet, but they're, they're entertaining. They're fun. So I'll check it out, man. Yeah, man. I like them. It's Excellent. A lot of fun. The last episode, as a matter of fact, was a pretty good one. So who's on it? Uh, it was me, uh, comedian Dave Weingarten, and comedian John Jacobs. Real funny guys. So, Sweet. Yeah, so check it out. I will. Uh, we'll be right back, folks. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, there's no commercial, so <laughs> just stay here. I'll be right back right now. Whoa, holy shit, we're back. This is crazy. What a night. Uh, it's actually Saturday night now. We were talking Friday night, but uh, I don't know what order I'm going to play these in. So uh, you may. this may be the beginning of the show. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But we just got off stage, me and Johnny Bell, comedian out of Tampa, Florida. And wow. Yeah. We're, we're here at the improv in Tampa. That was amazing, man. The best crowd I've been around in probably three or four months. Like, me too. Really good. It was bananas, man. They were just so like the, the, the energy was unreal. Like the, the laughs hit me like a tidal wave. Yeah, I mean even like like uh, just little things like a facial expression was getting applause breaks. You didn't have to really say words hardly, but Words help, but uh, I knew right out the gate, man. Like right out the gate, I, I came up and I said a couple little things, and and uh, it was just like whoa, boom! I was like, holy shit, these guys are ready. Like, and then uh, like I told you before we we jump back in here, I was like, man, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, God, you could you could you could have recorded your CD tonight, like if you oh had a, absolutely, this would have been the night. Yeah, fuck. Why couldn't I have had an hour and like the whole room mic'd? Uh, that that would have been going up on iTunes. Like God, it would have been the greatest, but. Man, you can't predict it though. It's really unpredictable. It's like a, you can't. It's like a meteorite. I but, mean, uh, I haven't had a crowd like that in a uh, couple of weeks. I mean, I I kind of took some time off a of stand up, but so, but so I can't say you know in a long time. But 
Yeah, they they uh they were amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. What would you say it was about ninety percent black and ten percent white? Maybe uh, probably, I saw some Asians in probably there. 80, 20. 80, there's some, 20. There's some uh, Hispanic people. There's some Hispanics, a few Asians, but right. yeah, wow, black audiences fucking rule, man. I love them. I love them. Yeah. yeah, if you're funny, they're awesome. I you know, I, and and we're we're both pretty good about warming up to them fast. I like how we say to them like they're like they're not human but you know what i mean like well you, i mean that's the thing when it comes down to it you know comics like to talk about our differences and right. black people and white people being different we're not we're pretty much the same yeah we are we like la- and that's why we laugh at the same shit almost I yeah mean, well that's I, the thing is is if uh if you're a white comic and we're both very white if you just don't show fear like if you just go up there loose and just like all right let's do this like they love that shit yeah they can tell like, uh, if you're a guy that's nervous because, you know, oh, it's a nerve, and fuck that, dude. Like, you can put me on the Apollo right now, and I'm going to do my act. If I, if it does well, it does well, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to show that I'm scared. I probably would be scared as shit at the Apollo, but in the back of my head. I would, not I, I, I think, you know, if you get booed, you just... Well, I wouldn't be scared of the crowd. No. It, I'd be scared of the venue. Like, they'd be like saying, all right, you're doing Madison Square Garden tomorrow, go. Like, holy shit, you know, like, but... I, this is uh, you know I said this before. This is such a good room. Like it's it's got to be top ten in the country. It has to be as far as uh, comedy clubs. Uh, for me, it's it's probably my favorite room. Personally. Yeah, I, I, I hear that, and, the re- and that's how I judge that. Is that everybody I work with that comes through town, and I end up you know working with them. Uh, they say the same thing, and they're not gonna feed me that bullshit. I'm not some guy in the crowd. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. working with you. So uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, guys like Ralphie May, guys like, you know, even Charlie Murphy said this is his favorite room. I mean, really? You know, he's a New York guy. You know? It's got energy. Yeah. Uh, Dean Edwards, a guy I couldn't remember his name last night uh-huh. from a moron, but he loves this room. And he's a, he's also a New York guy. Just a lot of people, like, uh, guys from California fly out here and love this room. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it has energy. Right now we have three levels going. We have two levels of balcony. That's right. We have a main floor, uh-huh. and then above that we have a balcony, and which is big for a comedy club. You yes. don't see that. And then above that is another balcony. Yeah. And it's a comedy club. This ain't a theater, so it's like you're going to a theater show almost. Right. But but not that huge. And it's like, beautiful. Like it, it it's built in an old brick building that's like 150 years old. So like it looks like 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 a something off Comedy Central, like a theater like that. But it does. But it's a comedy club. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything is the same. But it's just, when that laughter happens with three levels of people, and, and the people come here ready to laugh. People don't come here like, nah, this is some bullshit. You know, like, right. I guess I'll come do this instead of watching a movie. No, they come here ready. They come here dressed nice. The women always look beautiful. The guys are always wearing their good shit. I mean, it's just, it's it's an event every weekend. So it's really great. Yeah, I mean, that... that... It's gonna to be tough for the late crowd to top this one. I now, know. now watch. We say that. Watch them be even better. I hope so. Because usually it does kind of go hand in hand. Like usually, if, uh, the, the the like the early crowd is really similar to the late crowd. It's usually it, it has to do with the date, not the time. You know. So mm-hmm. last night wasn't bad. It was good. It was really good. But it was nothing like tonight. Like so far. Yeah. Like, whew, like I I don't know. Like if I was headlining and I saw. You know, us two go up before. I would be like, "Holy shit, man! Like, really? Like, those guys just really, really did well." And I gotta, I gotta really bring my. Well, shit. you ain't gonna. Aries ain't gonna no, get I'm intimidated. Saying, that guy will follow anybody. Oh, of course he would. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying if it was me following me and you, that would be weird. But I'd be like, "Oh man, this, this is horrible." Because I know I've done that. Like, I headline smaller rooms, and 
they'll bring in a feature and he just murders and I'm like I'm not worried about it but I know all right you can't take you can't take a play off you're gonna yeah you're yeah. gonna have to work <laughs> bring your A game fatty which is funny fatty <laughs> that's what I call myself that's my go-to name for myself I like it <laughs> right if you uh, hear some weird noise in the background that's Aries killing again in the mm -hmm. other room just I, I hear him just Rushing. Yeah, we have five. We have we have a, like five feet behind us. Behind this door, there's a there's like uh, thirty more people. Yeah. That they've crammed in the seats on the third level. So. And they're dying. They're liable to just fall off the third level and just onto the floor, onto a table because they're just shitting I'm, their pants. I'm laughing. telling you. And I've been selling a lot of CDs this week after the show. I got like, I probably sold four hundred bucks worth of CDs, and I've been half-assing it. So. That's awesome. Yeah, this is just the room. If you're a comedian and uh, you you want to play a good room, Tampa's the room, I'm telling you. But uh, uh, hopefully uh, Bob won't hire you because I want to play this room. Right, right exactly. People. Yeah, that's why I like Maybe it. they'll hire Maurice Jovan. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, no, I don't think they no, will. I think he works for the rival club across town. I think I've already pretty much fucked it up for him in this room anyways because of some shit I did today. I, I already got... Oh, I'm gonna edit this out. I'm not. Gonna, oh, okay. I'm not gonna give What'd him attention. What'd you do? What'd you do? I went ahead and uh, I I haven't called Bob yet, but I have told one of the bouncers. Oh. If you see this guy, right. He's bad news. Right. Blah blah. blah. So he looks like an unfunny predator. You just stay yeah. away. Fucking yeah. tool bag. But uh, <laughs> I wrote something on his page today, by the way. His uh, bring back Blazer and Mo. Oh, did you? Nice. I didn't even know that was the page. I gotta go check it out. Yep. It is. Check it out. Look at what the nice thing I wrote. I, I actually I should put this cocksucker had his friends harass me and then acted like he was didn't do it, and then you should put he did the same shit to me. I mean, he, but, how many fat white girls are there in this country? <laughs> I mean, I, I I I married one, took her out of the equation. Uh, no, my wife. She's beautiful. The ones he picked isn't glad. But enough about this. that cunt. Exactly. Um, how let's about not, let's not bring down the mood. We're having a great time. Yeah, this is. I mean, I don't know. I like. Uh, I'm feeling kind of like high right now off of it. Well, that's what it is. That's the, those uh, endorphins that we, that we release, man. That's that's why we do it. I mean, yeah, we get paid. You know, we're at the level where we get paid, but we don't really like. Most comics don't really make money, really. Yeah. For a few years, so. Right. Um, I'm not getting rich tonight, but I'm definitely getting my money's worth if you look at it hourly. But, um, yeah, I'm doing way better than that poor kid that looks like Shaggy that's delivering the food. Oh, yeah. That yeah, guy. right. But he's 20, so whatever. I don't know what I was... At 20, I think I was working at Denny's. But, <laughs> but uh... I didn't have a dick until I was, like, 32. That's so. amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're a late bloomer. I'm really late bloomer. <laughs> right, but, uh... And the one I got isn't that much to brag about, so I know. I'm still waiting. Maybe it'll get bigger. Maybe, like, when I'm 40-something. Right. Maybe you'll get herpes and it'll make it twice as big. It'll swell up. That'd yep. be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh, I need to fuck hookers without a condom so I can make my dick bigger. <laughs> exactly. Just, that's my strategy, man. That's not I a like bad the way idea. you think. It's not. Did you? Uh, I read this the other day that um, STDs are actually becoming more prevalent in retirement homes. Like, like the biggest yeah, outbreak. Uh, is I guess old these, people. These old people have they're bored and they fuck in these places. Well, I and I totally understood when I heard it. I'm like. Why would you wear a condom if you're 90? Like, why would you? You're like, I have cancer. I'm going to just fuck you. I don't, what am I? Oh, don't, I don't want to get HIV because that would be like the fifth worst thing I have. You know, like, <laughs> Jesus. 
So they're just going around and just jamming their old wrinkly Viagra-filled dicks and everything, and everybody's just passing oh around goodness. senior diseases. It's great. Ooh, you're listening to the Hardcore Travel Cast. Yeah, that's right, guys. I want to throw a rave at a retirement home. That's what I want to do. That'd be so hot. Just give ecstasy in their pills and yeah. their medication. Here, take your pill, Grandma. Don't forget. That's right. You're my best friend. Give me a massage. That's right. I want to rub your shoulders. Hey. <laughs> Let's dance. They're all just flinging their moo-moos up. Oh, that'd be awesome. Ugh. Let's do this. Poor old people. It sucks getting old, dude. I don't like it. Like I don't like I don't want to die, but I don't want to be old. I don't want to be old either, but that makes sense. It beats death, I guess. I know. I want to be. I want to live forever, like fame. But I, I don't want to. I don't want to be like these old. I don't want to like lose my brain completely. Like I already forget shit now, and I'm 40. Like I'll walk into the kitchen, open the pantry, and just go, "Yep, yeah, no idea what I'm doing now." Oh, that's right. I was going to take I a shit. Yeah. No reason. I, I don't even know what I'm doing. So I can't think of it another. If I make it another 40 years, it's just gonna be chaos. It's just gonna be. I'm gonna be that guy wearing my boxers, stealing a Snickers bar at a Chevron station, you know, because you can. Because who's gonna stop you? I'm just it's true. Right. I don't want to be that they guy. They should show some fucking respect. Let the guy take a candy bar. I've always thought that. Like That's always been like uh, one of those observations of, you know, when I'm with my friends. Like, you know, I see a really old guy. I'm like, why Why wouldn't he just do whatever he wants? Like, nobody's going to... It's, a, it's a, adorable if that guy whips his dick out in public. They're like, aww, he's so dumb. He grabs he's, your girlfriend's titties. Right. It's like, oh, Grandpa, stop. Did you see... Oh, my God, honey, that old man grabbed my boobies. He's so cute. <laughs> right. It's not cute if I do it now. No, no that's called rape. Now. Right. And I get beat up and arrested. And yeah. Pepper sprayed. You know, people are hypocrites. Right. But, I mean, like, I, the poker room where I deal in the daytime, like, we have old people that just... They just piss in the chair. They just, like... They just lose it and they just piss in the chair and like, and we just go, ah, oh, get him another chair. Wow. Right, but if a thirty-year-old did that, like they drag him out by his head, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Get out of here, chair pisser. You're not allowed in here anymore. You know, like, but old man does this like, ah, that was hilarious. Yeah. He was well, tired. He just didn't feel like getting up. I respect that. Right. He was in a big hand. You know, he was on a flush draw. <laughs> Straight flush. <laughs> he won the pot. I mean, come on. Yeah, and we all lost the pot. <laughs> right, big time. So, uh, you, you're Johnny Bell Comedy on Twitter. Uh, no, Johnny, at, Johnny B Comedy. At Johnny B Comedy. Yep. At Johnny B Comedy on Twitter. Yep. And uh, you have a lot of funny tweets. I've been reading your shit. Thanks. What was the one you were saying earlier? That was hilarious. Oh, it was about the NBA All-Star Weekend in uh, Houston. And uh, I, I said that uh, that was the most black people to enter Houston in a weekend since Hurricane Katrina. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. So, it's uh, racist, but it's funny enough that I think you can get away with it. Like, yeah. Even, that, even black people would be like, okay. Well, that's the rule. Like, I, uh, I, like, I see open micers doing race jokes mm. and, and bombing. And, uh, and, I, and I tell them that. And, I, and that's what I learned from my elders. If you're going to do a race joke... The rule is it has to be good. You can't just sling one out. Now you're just a racist, you know? Yeah, but if it's I mean, funny enough, then everybody goes, all right, you get a pass. That's hilarious. Just mm. the same way. If a black guy does a white person joke, and hopefully it's original, you know? Right. Um, then, and, and vice versa, you know? It has to be original, and it has to be funny. If not, you're just a dick. So... But, like yeah. I, I see a lot of these kids now using the N word, white kids. It's so stupid. I used to do it. I used to have a bit with it, right? And like I would do it for shock value or whatever. And I don't do it anymore because I, I, I've been given like 
my whole life I didn't think about other people very much. Right. But since I sobered up and started thinking about other people, it's a very belittling word to call somebody. And it's not a very, and you're not going to get a lot of respect from people if you use the word. So now I see white kids going up and using it, like, to, to, uh, basically to shock instead of get a laugh. And, uh, like, nowadays, if you look at these alternative comics, and I'll I'll tell you before, if I see them, I could tell you what their jokes are going to be before they get on stage. Oh, real predictable, yeah. You're going to get rape jokes. Yeah. Anti-Jesus jokes. Right. Uh, the N-word is going to be thrown out. Right. And this is just like cookie cutter what the, like, the funny is supposed to be now. Right. And uh, that's why I'm not using the word anymore. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think if you're a comic, you should be able to come up with better, better shit than to just shock people with a shocking word to get right. a laugh. Right. You know? Yeah, if you're going to have a shocking word, it needs to be embedded into a really good bit, and it just happens to fill that, that, that sentence... Mm-hmm. But it's it's just one of those things that has to work, and it can't be just for that. Ooh, listen to what he said, you know. Like I use I use bad words like, but I like that are my my signature word. Like I use the word whore a lot, but yeah. But it's my it's really like my thing. Like you know, it's like almost my catchphrase is settle down whore, or settle down whores in plural. Like I've had people say that. Oh, that should be your T-shirt. Settle down whores, you know, because I I say that a lot, but. And it's not like all girls are whores. And, and it's I the say, ones that you need to tell settle down. Right. And, and, you know, I might call a guy a whore. I don't right. know. Like, you know, there's all kinds of whores. It's just, you know, he might be, a, you know, like a, a, an attention whore. Right. Know, something like that. So A coke whore. Right. It's just, you know. Comedy whores. Exactly. Yes. But, I mean, I like you because <clears throat> you're, you're a comedian. You're a family man. Yep. You are a barbecue fan. Yes. You're a football coach. Yes. I mean, you're my kind of guy. Thanks. Like, I have a lot in common with you. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, we do click real well, man. Our comedy styles are, are pretty, click, yeah. click pretty well, too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you do uh, a lot of self-deprecating stuff, and I do that, too. And I think that's fine for a comic to do if it's kind of real. Like, you're just that's your kind of person. Uh-huh. I don't like seeing... A guy that, that, like a uh, really handsome guy, right, right, talking about how he can't get girls. It's yes. like bullshit, dude. You're playing that. Card. Like if Bill Bellamy went on stage and said, like, "Yeah, I can't get laid," and you know, "Don't make fun of how ugly I am." Like, dude, I'm not even gay, and I want you. Like, <laughs> right. really, come on, bro. Like, if Gary Goldman went up there doing that, I'd be like, "Stop it, you big, tall, sexy man!" Like, just quit it. Like, right, yeah. So. It kind of, it's kind of like using, you know, it's what you are. Just be that, you know. Yeah. Patton Oswalt, he should talk about how ugly he is. He knows, you know, but he's brilliant. So you know, whatever. I don't know if he's brilliant. And his, what's his genre? He's like the right now. He's like the leader of alternative comedy, kind of. He's funny. He's a good actor too. He's funny, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Brilliant. I reserve that for like Howard Stern. Good point. Howard Stern is brilliant. Right. Louis C.K. Not brilliant. I like him. Not brilliant. No? Very he's not good. There? He's very good. Not uh, brilliant. God, I love that guy. Will, they, will people be talking about him in 20, 30 years? No. I see what you're saying. Will they be talking about Howard Stern? Yes. Bill Cosby, brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. Bill Cosby, brilliant. Richard Eddie Murphy, Pryor. Richard yeah. Pryor, brilliant. George Carlin. Um, let's see. Like, um, I don't know. Who's the big. Dane Cook? Funny. Yeah. I'm not going to shit on him. The guy no. obviously he's, has talent. He's is very he brilliant? successful. Right. Is he brilliant, though? No, I don't think so. No, I think he's a better actor than he is a comic. I think that's the, the big misconception. I think maybe he even realizes it that he's never really been a, he's never been a comic. Oh, I think he thinks he's 
a real comic. I mean, I, I well, I'm, I'm saying I hope he. Really, in my opinion, I think he's always been a great entertainer and a great yeah. actor. And I think when he was doing stand up, mainly, he was really an actor playing a comedian. If that makes any sense. I uh, see. I never really dissected his act. I've only seen bits and pieces. Yeah. But brilliant, I just hold that word to a very high standard. Right. Because when you see his act, he's it's very animated and he over overacts. It's almost it's almost uh, cartoonish. Right. You know. But like, people love it. Well, yeah, thirteen year olds do. You know? Well, I don't care who but who's buying your product. If they're buying it and you're making money, then you're a success. I respect the man. No, no, I respect but I don't his call success. Him brilliant. I only uh, yeah. call a few guys brilliant. Me, brilliant. I can't help it. What right. can I do? I'm a genius. Exactly. You, know? you are good. That's what my mom tells me. I think and Anthony, I believe her. I think I think Anthony Jeselnik is a guy coming up the ranks. I think is really talented as far as stand up goes. Like I, really, I haven't seen much of him. So funny, dude. Like he's so kinda almost dark, but like just real cool and collected. And I I thought about him because there's a video on YouTube right now, but it's been out for a while, but he's doing his impression of Dane Cook. Doing one of his jokes. That's hilarious. It is so funny. He nails. He does his joke in his style. Right. And you can search it on YouTube. I it's, gotta see it. It's Anthony Jeselnik does Dane Cook. Just search that. Yeah, but I mean, Dane Cook. Would you say is he more successful? Absolutely. But I don't. I think he's fallen off a bit. I you mean, think? I, think, I don't know. I don't know really. Yeah, know. I think five years ago he was way bigger. Uh -huh. Ten years ago, way bigger. You know. Um, I mean, he's still doing movies, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, right now, like, I follow him on Twitter. I see he's still popping up, like, the Laugh Factory in L.A. It's like, I think that's his home club. Um, but he'll still pop in, like, the improv and stuff. I hear horror stories from other comics uh, that he bumps them. Like, he'll just walk into a club and just bump a guy off of his time and stuff out in L.A. That happens all the time in L.A. Yeah, I know, I know. but, but That's I, happened to me a million times. Right. So, I mean, that's just common. That's why I don't think really much of it, but... Guys, get, I think him and T.J. Miller had a big, a big fight going on Twitter, and it was kind of, that kind of got all caught up, and then it ended up, ended up being discussed between like Rogan and and uh, God, a lot of other comics. It got kind of got like a big ordeal for a minute, for about a week. You know, it was going around all these different podcasts, and oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, so it was kind of fun. You know, I guess T.J. Miller was just talking shit on uh, while he was on. Yeah, stage. but T.J. Miller, fuck T.J. Miller because. If, I, if I'm a comedy club owner and I got T.J. Miller on right. stage, I never heard of this motherfucker. Right. He's funny. Okay, he's killing. Yeah. Let's say he's bringing the house down. Dane Cook walks in, I'm giving him the light. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck off stage. Yeah, I'm selling I'm selling booze and food. Let's do this. Sorry, T.J. Miller, but I disagree with you. Circle does not get the square. And you know what? That's one of the things I respect about this club and a lot of the improvs, too, is you'll see like a guy come in for the weekend that's famous. Mm-hmm. And you know that person isn't really that funny, but they sell the place out. Right. And then I and I and then I hear people say, you know, from like another local club, like, "Yo, you got that guy there this weekend? Is that who you're who you're opening for?" And I'm like, "Yeah," because the club owners are friggin' smart. Like, this guy, we're gonna sell out every show. You, you might, you know, the guy that you're uh, opening for, he might be hilarious, but. Guarantee you have seats open. Guarantee you have a lot of comps that don't even show up. Like, yeah. And I'm not gonna say names, right? But there's guys that I've worked with here that just sell the place out because and they're not that funny. Because they're an iconic name and they're not comics. Let's like, give some names. Paulie Shore. That was the one I was thinking of. Paulie Shore. Yes. Boy, he's killing out there. You hear that? Yes, he's murdering, dude. It uh, sounds like it sounds like Beirut out there right does. now. It's awesome. It's crazy. 
But yeah, Pauly Shore ate, Pauly Shore, he ate but shit all weekend. It's weird, too, because I've met Pauly a couple of times. Yeah. And there's like two different Paulys. Is he crazy? I don't know, but I've met him and he was real nice one day, and I met him another time and he was kind of cocky. I'm not sure what his right. deal is. I, maybe he's a nice guy. I don't really know. I can't shit talk him. Right. I don't know him either, but I know a few years ago he made like all these side rules where he had to have a bouncer walk him to his, his, uh, his room. Which was a one block down the road here at a hotel. I don't blame him. He's probably got people bugging him and shit. But, you know, with a baseball cap on, he looked like anybody. Like, he didn't look like... Oh, I don't know. You could pick out Pauly Shore, couldn't you? I don't know. Like, I thought he looked like anybody when he, he had, like, a hat on. Like, I was like, yeah, just walk No, here. man, these guys... Uh, when you're famous, you got so many trolls, crazy yeah, people. I understand. You know, <clears throat> whatever. I definitely would... Uh, but it was so funny. Like, he would do, like, joke, 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 eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. And then he'd go, the weasel. And then the whole place would go completely ape shit. Like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I wish I had a line like that. I wish I had something like that. I'm trying to think. Uh, I blew Joe Torrey off the stage one week. Did you? Yeah, he had trouble following me. His brother Guy didn't have any trouble at I've worked all, with Guy plenty Guy of Torrey times. Guy is, is one of murders. the top. I would say he's one of the top five, ten comics in the country. He murders. I actually went to his uh, hotel room and, and did my podcast from his room. Oh, wow. He's a nice dude. Super nice and very, very smart and knows the business so well. Like He, um, he helped get the urban comedy scene going in L.A. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago. He started doing the first urban night at the Improv. And, uh, and he was like really... Uh, he was instrumental in like getting deaf comedy off the ground and stuff. So like black comics owe him like a big, big, uh, you know, great, uh, that, uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, That word. But yeah, um, he's, 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 and he's, and he murder. He did, he he did two hours, two, two and a half hours, like every night. Like, geez, he just had, just keeps going. He's a murderer. Yeah. I'd put him in the top, maybe 10 comics. He's the Ray Lewis of stand up comedy. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's good. Literally, if you watch his show live, he's he's uh, cut above a lot of comics. So his uh, so you're saying his brother's kind of riding the, the coattails a little. Well, I think it's got. I think Joe might be a little frustrated because his brother, first of all, is way funnier than him. And I'm Joe's sorry. been doing it longer. right? Joe's been doing it yeah. longer. His brother's got like. Doesn't his brother have like an Oscar nomination or something for uh, American <laughs> nice. History X? Oh, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to eat away at when your little brother, like my big brother's more successful than me. He's right. supposed to be. He's my big brother. Exactly. When your little brother's making you look bad. Yeah. But, you know, Joe wasn't exactly the nicest to me. Right. Guy was. Yeah. Guy was super nice. Yeah, he was a good guy. Joe was said a couple dicky things about me on stage and shit. Aww. Yeah, and it really, you know how sensitive I am. It hurts my feelings. I know, I know. I've seen you cry. I've seen you fetal up. You think I corner. look fat, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you've actually lost like weight. We both have. I lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I, I've lost like a like a ten year old, and you've lost like a, a four year old. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. But uh, but yeah, I, I like that when you when you're featuring and, and for a guy. You know, it's not real strong, and they will take pop shots at you like right out the gate. Like most, like good comics and and humble and nice comics, they'll give you credit. Like when you get up, hey, they know the MC's name. Like they make a point. They're like, hey, right. you know, round of applause. But the guys that, that are that are feeling the, you know, like, oh, oh boy, look at that. Oh, I'm glad the stage could hold that guy. Wow, boy, man, you guys better hurry up and order your food before the feature eats it all. You know, like, wow. okay, I got it, buddy. I'm fat. I think we already covered that in my set. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Let's not beat a dead horse. <laughs> right. I'm sorry you're upset. You, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. 
Well, who's who's like the coolest comic you've worked with? Oh man, I mean, besides not, Jake Anarino, um, that's a good call. There's a lot, man. There's a lot of really cool people. Somebody that like when you see they're coming to town, they're like, man, I can't wait. That's a buddy of mine. Oh well, God, Dean Edwards, a guy I just talked about. I haven't seen him. He's very funny. Is he? And he's just a really nice guy. Awesome. Yeah, and um. Uh, Bob Kelly, uh, when he comes to town, like I, I've hung out with him a few times. Don't know him. He's a ball buster. He's he hangs with that whole Norton crew and everything mm-hmm. in New York. He's uh, he's on uh, he plays uh, Louis C.K.'s brother on on his show on Louis. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very funny and just real New York, just like ball buster. And, right. You know, he used to hang out with Patrice O'Neill. He was in that whole clique, but he's just fun to be around, man. He's so fun. Um, Cause he'll just fuck with you, man. Like he'll just throw it at you, and if you, you just throw it back. It's just I like guys like that. I don't like guys that are just like, hey, wh- wh- why why are you being that way? What's wrong with you? Because my clique of comedian friends, all we do is ball bust. That's what you do. You can't right. you can't be a sissy. You just can't. You yeah. But it seems like the the new comics coming up, they're all just like, oh, why'd you say that? Even online, like, oh my god, you're being a little too aggressive. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Like. You shouldn't call that guy a fag. Like that's that's that word should be abolished. I'm like you're being kind of a fag right now. Like right. seriously, I didn't I didn't mean the guy's blowing people. I just mean he's being kind of a fag. Like right. like you are. So oh yeah. Wait what? No, not you. The, oh. the other fictional <laughs> character I, I mentioned on the thing. Uh, what I've I've been working with John Hinton. I thought he was awesome. Uh, you know I I don't think I've worked with him. No. Really cool dude. Yeah. Um, my my best friend's Michael Loftus. He, he's really cool. Yeah, he's funny as shit. Really too. funny. Yeah. Um, he he's really helped me out over the years with a lot of different stuff on a personal level and on a comedy level. That's awesome, so. man. Um, let me see. Mm, as far as headliners coming up, well, of course Ralphie May is like one of the nicest guys in comedy. Uh-huh. You meet him, he's really nice. Um, and that's uh, John Witherspoon. I said last night, one of the nicest. Pops is one of the nicest. Yeah, so, he's cool. Uh, I just worked with uh, Michael Collier. Do you ever met work with him? Seems like I did. Yeah, he's a he's he used to be like he he got famous on Star Search and he they picked him up. Uh, he was a Venice Beach street performer. Oh wow! He was like the biggest one and like the '80s, and then he went to Star Search and won it. And now he's like he's like a motivational speaker guy too. Oh wow! Funny, funny guy. Yeah, he's kind of like a pops, you know that that kind of genre, but real funny. And uh, he's great. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. God, I hate it when I can't think. There, of there's so many. I, yeah, I, I can't even think about it. It's but. easier to think about the people you don't like. You know what I mean? It is, but I don't want to shit talk everybody on my. No, record. I don't want to talk about Tommy I just, Davidson. I like Tommy. I'm Davidson. just kidding. Oh, I'm good. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Tommy was nice to me. Actually, no, I never worked with him. I just heard like three comics in a row hated him. Yeah, but you know what? I've heard a lot. It might be them though. I've heard know. so many comics go, "This guy's an asshole." Right. You work with them, then you work with him, and he's nice, and you're like, "Wait a second. You know what? Maybe you know they're what? fucked up." I heard that about Guy Tory. I heard a local comic say, "Man, you, Guy Tory was an asshole." To well, me. here's the thing: if Guy Tory was an asshole, it's probably because that person asked for it. Right. That's what I thought too. If I if I know Guy, Guy's yeah. not going to give you. I mean, Guy will bust your balls a little. He gave me but credit. He's, like, he's not going to. He did, he gave me credit on radio. Like he did a radio spot, like a morning show, and he said, and it was like the day after our first show, and he said, "Man, I got the best opener. Like this guy crushes." He goes, "And my future's great." He goes, "If you come out to the Improv tonight." You're gonna see the best show you've ever seen. I was like, "See, that's cool, man! Like, to do that, that's really it is. awesome." 
Now, speaking of radio, yeah. What is the station you're going to be on again? No clue yet. It's a family of stations. It's I know. Oh, really? I know. Yeah, you know, like Clear Channel one of but it's excellent. Co- it's Cox Media. I won a, that big contest uh, against uh, I don't know 240 people. I think were in it, and um, it was open casting, and it was like professionals that were in it. It was amateurs, obviously, off the street, and uh, I won and. I beat one of the guy that got second place. He's a seasoned uh, radio guy. Well, I don't know if I'd call him that. Well, you know, he's a seasoned fucking douchebag. Allegedly, a seasoned radio guy. He used to work I, radio. I've heard his radio. And right. He's not. He's not good. He's yeah, not I a never... good stand. He's like okay. He's got a little talent. I'll give him this. He's a very funny open micer. Right. As as far as comedy goes, he would be a very good open micer. There you go. Maybe even an MC. Wow. Radio guy. Nothing. He's got nothing. His show, he was on with another dude that I know, and their show basically was, you know, one of those cookie-cutter Howard Stern rip-offs. It's right. not, you know, if I want to listen to Stern, I'll listen to Stern. If right. I, you know, not a couple of guys trying to act like Stern. Right. And, uh, I don't know, he was a mess. He got in all kinds of, you know, let's, I don't even want to talk about No, him. let's not do that. But, but, he, but, yeah, he's a big tool bag. But that's my thing. I don't know what kind of a station I'm going to be on yet, so I don't know really how to plan my show yet. Like, I want it to be obviously original. I want it to be hilarious. I just want I want people to have a good time when mm. they turn their, when they get in their car and they're driving to work or driving home or middle of the night at their security job. I just don't I don't want to give anybody bullshit. I know when I, lo- I love radio, so when I turn on the radio, I would go to the channel I want to I want to be entertained at, and I want right. to I want to be that option, obviously. So I'm going to listen to the station that is going to make my long drive shorter. Right. That's going to make me not go to Pandora. You know, like, cause that's yeah. my, that's my default. Like, I'll go radio, everything sucks. Then I go straight to Pandora. Pandora's giving me bullshit, right? If they're playing uh, Nora Jones on my Beastie Boys channel, then I'll go to my iTunes. You know, like, mm. not that I don't love Nora Jones, she's awesome. But I actually hung out with her one time. Nora Jones, she's so pretty. Did she's you try so to little. fuck her? No, it's impossible. But yeah, why? Because I'm I'm Johnny B. I still would have given it the old college try. Yo, she, she's little, man. Like, ah, she's such a spinner and gorgeous. Oh. But, like, oh, she's so talented. And I, was, I front row at her concert. A buddy of mine is, like, friends with her boyfriend. And, like, he's like, hey, you want to go backstage in Nora Jones? I'm like, my dick is already on the way. Like, yeah, he's yeah. already, he's in the car. He's she got, was good in Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a funny movie, man. It was funny. I like it. It was. I, it was good. It was all, everything I thought it was gonna be when I saw the first yeah. trailer. So it was pretty fucked up. They need to do more of those. More Ted's. Uh, more uh, Seth. Uh, Seth, whatever his face is. Yeah. That yeah, guy. sure. I'm sure he's gonna do a lot more. This he's just getting started. I know. That's Ted a, was super successful. I know. That's the beauty of it. Cause that guy's hilarious. Like he. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I have to hand it to him. Ted was pretty awesome. We we got to get McFarland. Thank you. Yeah, we do. I think the show's about to wrap up. I, yeah, I got to sell some CDs, but uh, we'll be back the second show to talk some more and some and bullshit some more about bullshit. Sounds hot. Yeah, and uh, uh, stay tuned. And if you don't, don't forget to go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, we're back. Wow, we are deep into the show. Are you still listening? This is crazy. You should have shut this piece of shit show off a long time ago. I'm here with my buddy Dan. I've, I've known you for a while now, huh? I yes, mean, we've been, I've been through here, I, I, man, a few years. Yeah, definitely a couple you, of years. You knew me back when I was a drunken piece of shit, right? <laughs> I didn't think that had changed. <laughs> no, no, it has. I haven't had a drink in a long time. I, uh, but I'm still a piece of shit, just not a drunken one. 
So, uh, you, how, living, working at the Tampa Improv, yes, what sir. a cool deal! Yeah, like it it's time. one of the, it's my favorite club in the country, personally. Uh, they always treat me great here. It's a beautiful room, great food, great people, great act. Like the acts here are theater comics at at a comedy club, which is amazing. And uh, what, now, what's your exact uh, job title here? I work security here. Your security, okay. Yes. And uh, so you throw people out when they're being assholes. We uh, bring them out of the club if they're no longer appropriate. Now, the last show, it's funny, we were talking about it, me and Johnny, uh, while Aries was on stage. We were like, what a great crowd. Oh, my God, that was the best set I ever had. That was amazing. And then we go downstairs, and all of a sudden, it's it's just all hell's broken loose down there. They've turned shitty. Like, they got too drunk, and there's people yelling and getting thrown out. What happened? Tell us, tell us what the fuck went down. Well, I was at the door for most of the show, letting people in for the next show. Right. But at a certain point, uh, one of the other security guys came out and got me and told me we had to bring three people out of the club. I was, I was sitting right there. Yeah. And, the, and it was like mostly a black crowd, mm-hmm. but it was white people acting shitty. That's embarrassing to me. <laughs> you know? Like, why are you making us look bad tonight? I don't know why they were doing that. They were idiots. Yeah. Absolutely. So what happened? How did it unfold? So you go into the showroom. I go into the showroom. I don't know what they did. Um, all I know is our manager told me to get rid of them, mm-hmm. get them out of the room. So I uh, went back there, told them they had to leave. They gave us a little bit of attitude, but we walked them out. And uh, after we got them out of the club, they're out there yelling. We got a line of people trying to get in for the next show. They're out there yelling and screaming at people trying to go in, like, oh, make sure you don't laugh. You're not allowed to laugh in there, apparently. Oh, jeez. I was, we didn't, we I was don't like, what are you guys laugh. talking about? And they're like, we got thrown out for laughing. And I said, man, I, I wasn't in there. I didn't see what went down. But when I did go in there to get you out, I said, you know, there's people everywhere laughing. And you're the only ones getting thrown out. So I highly doubt that's the reason. I've seen that 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 before. I've seen people get thrown out and go, oh, I'm not allowed to do this. Well, no, you just sit there fucking laugh and shut the fuck up. It's not your show. Mm-hmm. But what made what was funny to me was they wouldn't leave and like I'm I'm just and on the way out they see see me and they're like you were so funny and they were really loud about it while while Aries is on stage and I'm like oh my gosh this is so rude and embarrassing right in front of Aries Spears the guy I work for or work with a lot and uh, I'm like geez you know th- this it was embarrassing guys wearing a Harley Davidson shirt you know hillbilly yep. fucking central yep. But uh, you must deal with this shit all the time. Once in a while. It's actually not too bad here. Um, I've worked bar security for going on 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is probably the place I've had the least amount of problems. Once in a while, though, people get a little rowdy, a little out of hand. They're disrupting other people trying to enjoy the show. We bring them out. Because you're a big boy. A little bit, yeah. How big are you? Uh, 6'4", 350 pounds. 6'4", 350? Yep. I'll kick your ass, boy. You, you probably would. Shit, no, I wouldn't. I'd run like a little bitch if I had to fight you. Now, are you are you trained in any martial arts? I'm not. No. No, you no. just see. This is the thing. I was ta- I was talking to my brother about this. You could train for martial arts your whole life. You could get a black belt and be the baddest motherfucker in the world. There's a hillbilly at a bar down my street that will beat your ass, and he's never had a lesson. He don't know any better. He don't know about karate. You'll kick him as hard as you can, boom, and he'll go, yeah, I'm going to have fun now, boy. And you're like, oh, shit, he wasn't supposed to enjoy that. I've seen it. I got a buddy, Austin, in Columbus. He don't know no. He don't know karate. He knows fucking karate, though. He is a, And he loves fighting. Like, you punch him, and he enjoys it. He's like, this is great. My turn. And you're like, oh, God. 
So you're just one of those guys who just, you know, you know how to fight, right? I know how to fight. I'd rather not, though. I mean, I'd rather everybody come in, sit back, watch, enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. One of the nicest parts of working in a comedy club is being able to see the mm -hmm. really good shows week after week. And I'd rather be able to sit there and watch the show and not deal with yeah. a bunch of jackholes. Did you grow up in Tampa? I grew up in New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Tampa ain't shit to you. <laughs> Do you? Uh, it's a fun town. It is a fun town. I, I, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. I really kind of, I would like to move down to Florida or maybe in the South somewhere, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, like, who, who are some of the coolest people you've worked with at the club? Some of your favorite comics, you see them coming and you're like, all right, I love this guy. Oh man, we've had some really good guys come through. Um, one of the nicest guys, you know, sometimes the more famous a person is, the less nice they are. It's just kind of, you know, the way they are. They well, I'll down. tell you why, because so many people bug them after a while, yeah, they absolutely. have to shut it off, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But one of the nicest guys I've met come through here is John Witherspoon. Mm. Yeah, just. I asked Johnny B that question, he said the same answer. Yeah, real down to earth, real pops. nice. Yep, pops. I've worked, I love him. Yeah, great to work with, just really down to earth nice guy I'm another one's Kevin Nealon um, just you know really just you know we'll sit down and talk to you you know how old is Pops Ooh, I don't know and he's still yeah. funnier yeah. than any of the young guys yeah he's got a ton of energy still um, he sharp gets up on stage I remember one year he was selling his merchandise in the bar afterwards he's screaming at everybody as they leave to come back with his money just because they're walking That's out great. not buying anything it's one of the funniest things I love the guy yeah um so I'm pretty much out of questions. I'm going to have to edit right. this now. But yeah, thank, you didn't want to come on on the podcast. You're nervous. Nobody could see you. You're that's, not going to look like... fortunate for them. Yeah. No, you're a good looking man. Kiss me. So, what? do you have any other jobs? What's that? Yeah, no, I work here. I love working here. Are you married? I am married. How many years? Uh, going on... You don't even have a clue, do you? I know, exactly. We were married in 2009. I'm just trying to do math. So almost four years now. I'll edit it so it sounds like I asked you and you said four years. I'll make you look good. I won't cock block you. <laughs> I got married. That's too late. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to edit it very well. Oh, you cock block yourself? Is that what you're saying? Because you're married? I'm just married. Do, is it true married guys uh, jerk off more than single guys? Uh, I wouldn't know. I don't really ask guys how, many, how often they jerk off. I'm, I'm, I'm a, about a triple header a day. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm still jerking off like a 17-year-old. So, uh, it's sad, but it's true. You, know, you got kids? I got one kid, one son. That's nice. Yep. And growing up in Tampa's got to be cool for that kid. Yeah, well, he doesn't really know yet. He's only nine months, but... All right. Yeah. Craziest shit you ever saw go down here at the club? What was the craziest thing you ever saw here? Go down here? I gotta tell you, it's really not all that crazy here, but we had uh, one guy New Year's Eve a couple years ago. I don't know what he was doing, what he was on, but... Whatever happened to him wasn't a result of any alcohol he drank here. Like he was on something else. Yeah. Mind altering. And uh, we had to, he's probably one of the only guys I've ever had to physically force out of here. You know, like really. You're big enough, you can take a guy here. up and take him. You know. Yeah, but he was rolling on something, and uh, the cops had to come handcuff him to the bench outside. Eventually, he went to jail, stayed a few days in there. Wow. Yeah, it was a big thing. I mean, you know, not too much happens here. It's a pretty nice club. We get a real good crowd of people coming through. I mean, I was here one night doing a show, and it was just bedlam. There was a comic up in the green room fucking a girl. <laughs> people trying. I mean, it was just crazy. Uh, but it was fun, you know? And I was like, man, I got my guitar in the green room, and they're fuck. I hope they're not fucking on my guitar, you, you know? 
No, I just, you know, what am I going to do? I hopefully didn't bust a nut on my Martin and Brothers, Martin and Company or whatever. So, any final thoughts? Anything else you wanted that you think people should know about this club here in Ybor City? Well, I think one of the most important things that we offer here at the Tampa Improv is a program we call Hat Check. Hat Check. Uh, yep. Our club is a classy club. Mm -hmm. um, we like to keep it at a level of class that's above maybe what other comedy clubs do or sure. certainly other clubs here in Ybor City. Um, right. We do ask all the gentlemen in the club to remove their hats. Um, and, you know, it can be dangerous sometimes to leave a hat on your table. Um, drinks can spill. Mm. We have candles on every table. Your hat could catch on fire. Right. You could get completely mayhem out of control. Your hat could fall on the floor and somebody could step on it. You don't even know. So for the low price of just $3 per hat, We'll check your hat, keep it in a safe place, and return it to you at the end of the show. The hat check. It's a fantastic program. You should do that with my weed. We, a we'll, weed check. You know what? Actually, for $3, we'll pretty much check anything. That's awesome. We don't really care. Yeah, just give us money. That's great, man. Because uh, you, you don't want, like, rival gangs with their rival hats in the club. I no. saw a girl with a hat on. Girls are okay. You know, it's a, it's a you know, chivalry thing. I fucked a girl with a vagina as big as a hat. I don't know if you would check that for three dollars, uh, but yeah, we'll check anything. Just give us money. That's awesome. We'll, we'll hang it right on the hook. Oh, jeez, her pussy? <laughs> That's fucking great. I'll just put this right here, honey. Relax. Well, thanks for coming on my podcast. I know you were a little uncomfortable, but it was easy, wasn't it? It was easy. Yeah, it it's no big easy. deal. I only have four listeners. Shit. I'm not really sure why I had to be naked, but well, you know, it's, it's it's just something I like to do. It's huh? I like. I understand. It's your podcast. I mean, it makes me more comfortable. Sure, That's all. Sure. So there you go. Hey, don't be funnier than me on my podcast. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. I no appreciate problem, it. No problem. And we'll be right back, folks. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to be uh, uh, finishing this podcast from the beautiful comedy condo here in Ybor City for the Improv Comedy Club here in Tampa. All right, I'm almost at two hours. That's uh, that's about enough for me. Don't forget to add me on Twitter. Follow me at Jason Jake 2013. That's Jason Jake 2013 at Twitter. And I'll follow you back. I'm taking my Facebook page down, like I said, so I won't be there unless it's every now and then just to promote a show or something. Hope you enjoyed uh, our chat. And I will see you soon.